Previously on Fantastic Forum. Uh, I think Larry's probably around Mexico right now. I don't think he wants to try anymore. Ready to retire? I think he's re- he does what's easy. Yeah. I just received an email at fantasticforum at allgames.com and it is a cease and desist from Disney. <laughs> with, a, with a very angry looking mouse on it. So I'm going to cut that line of conversation right now. Fucking Hickman's doing shit with gold balls over there. Gold balls? Isn't there an X-Men that makes gold balls? My my mom says I have that. Why is your mom <laughs> looking at your balls? Whatever pops in our heads to fill in that silence that's so uncomfortable. Tune in to Fantastic Forum Live, Wednesday nights, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific, on allgames.com. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. You're listening to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from All Games Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us because we'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building on Skype. He is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cowl. He is, in fact, our resident Dark Knight detective. It's Oz. Now that you're back, I can have whiskey again. Yes. Me too. Yes. Also on Skype, he's our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? And as for myself, my name's Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. I haven't quit. I haven't thrown in the towel. I haven't. The, the rumors of my departure have been greatly exaggerated. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. You haven't that, opened up the flower of life? <laughs> I, I have not opened up the flower of life. I don't, I'm not sure what, like, I don't know if that's like a literal or a euphemism. I, I, either way, I don't think I've done it. That's a, uh, that's a war machine reference. I got it. Yeah, I got you, Mo. I get the science, the the science uh, and math uh, journals. It's a, yeah, it's a war machine reference. Yeah, yeah. gravity like, is just an effect, not a force. There are no straight lines. I heard. Always straight lines are just an illusion. Well, there you go. Okay, 
<laughs> okay. Like, the, the, the new Tool album really affected people in different ways. Oh, listen. And that, that those are quotes by Terrence Howard, Larry. Are they really? Yeah, this dude literally went. It was like he had this weird spiritual stroke while uh, while he was being interviewed at the red carpet for the Emmys. And oh, I was actually, really? yeah, I was gonna pull the audio to have like the full speech. Uh huh. Um, and I was gonna like do it as my final thought, but I didn't get to memorize it in time. Oh wow. Okay. Well, uh, I guess I have to go back and look at that because I'm sitting here like I don't know what we're talking about. I'm like. I'm like, when you said War Machine reference, I was like, is he talking? Like, the math, the sad part, I was like, is he talking about Don Cheadle? Like, is that a, like, I'm like, what is he, what is he talking about? Like, what? Oh, real War Machine. Right. OG. OG War Machine. There it is. Terrence God. Howard definitely beat up Don Cheadle in a fight. No question. Oh, yeah. Like, he beat up his other wives. Oh, jeez. We're sorry. Wives. Anyway. Well, welcome to Fantastic Forum. Like, I, like, I, I was hoping that... We would be able to, to at least keep the spousal abuse out of the first five minutes of the show. But, hey, such is life. Welcome back. Hooray. I did miss you all. They, they weren't married technically. Listen, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you all did a fantastic job uh, in my absence. I, I, I was listening to the shows and laughing my asses off. Uh, asses being like the, the one from one Wednesday and the one from the other Wednesday. Not. No. You know, not multiple baboon asses. I, I, I you went to South America to get a second one put in. That's what I did. I was like, I was like, I I, I went to go get badunkadunk implants. But uh, no, I just laughed uh, my ass off multiple times. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, if I have anything to do with it, we have another great show for you today. We are going to talk to you all about um, Spider-Man number one from J.J. Abrams and his son Henry Abrams. And uh, we are going to talk about Titans, uh, I think the new season of Titans, season two. We are also going to talk about, is it Black Label number one? Uh, Black Ghost. Black Ghost number one. I'm sorry, I was thinking about Johnny Walker. I apologize. As you should. Right. <laughs> right. I thought you were thinking uh, of DC. Uh, but that, that that's clearly oh, my mistake. The comic imprint. Yeah, how, how, why would you think of DC? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> like, uh, and, of course, we'll bring you the latest and greatest in comic book news and whatever else it is you all want to talk about. And we'll tell you how it is that we'll do that or how you can do that in just a moment. But first, we want to make sure that we thank uh, our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. It's L.A.'s in the South Bay's best comic book store. You get all your comic book needs bit there. All you got to do is give them a call at 310-538-3198. There it is. Just that simple. You can call them now. They're still open. They're still open. It's, it's Wednesday night, so uh, feel free. Also, uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I wanted to make sure that I didn't thank Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and, of course, you all, the All Games community. I apologize for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, and ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. So if you want to get down on Fantastic Forum, we got a few different ways to do it. Here's how. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. Indeed. Please feel free. We got to add the number on that, huh? Oh, we don't have or a something. phone number. Oh, it didn't work. I forgot. Yeah. And Skype might have problems from, from here on out because they're mad at me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Full, full refund after 10 months of since I, since I purchased it. So 
They, they are not happy. Wow. So you got all that money, and you still didn't buy those booster gold pops? No, I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't. Have, I don't own any pops. I can't get myself to buy a pop because I, I'm at a point where I hate pops now. And in fact, I saw that it's a it's a two pack for those of you that don't know. It's a it's a two pack. It's a blue and gold pack, booster gold and blue beetle pops pack. And I just kept staring at it so long that I felt like I needed to buy something. So I bought a, a Kobe Goa or however the hell he pronounced that Nightwing instead, even though he's in that in that new 52 red that mm. kind of annoys me. Yeah, it's weird because you would think a black and red suit would look like cool, but it doesn't look as good as the blue and black. Well, because the 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 blue it's it makes more sense. It's it's a robin blue. It's the color of the robin egg. No, no, it's it's just about the costume being iconic. It's it's like how when you see Harley Quinn in not Harley Quinn colors, right? Like her her like, look is so uh, iconic that it's like you know, like you know, we've talked about this before. Where like you can have variation on the costume, but it kind of has to have the same kind of like color spread, or else it feels a little off because. She's so iconic, and and that's the same thing with with Nightwing. Like Nightwing's had a lot of different costumes, but they all have that same kind of blue and black. Yeah. And then when you do the red, it kind of feels like off brand. Yeah, Marvel fan Lawrence, you tell me about what Nightwing. Go ahead, Marvel. Marvel, explain it saying, to me. Listen, you weren't explaining it right. I had to jump in. Okay. You I really like. The one that was the not the disco one, but the one where he had like the shoulder flare, like yeah, that looked tight. Mm-hmm. I hate. I'm surprised. Movies. I'm surprised Oz didn't know this. I was like, oh man, why did, why is Oz getting this wrong? How come he how come he's off his Nightwing game? It's blue because it's a robin egg. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Say what? It's blue because it's a robin egg. How dare you? <laughs> because I, it's a robin egg. I love how Larry neglected us for two weeks, but the first text we get from him is. Nightwing's ass is tw- trending on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> it's true. It was true. Yeah, and then he sends us an image from an artist that clearly has no idea who Nightwing is. Wait, what? Well, and um, and th- I texted back to you. Now I got to look for this picture to put it in. How? What? What is that picture described as? Because I, I got to look for it. Anyway, uh, it, 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 it's I would image. say if you put in Nightwing's ass, it'll probably come up. <laughs> well, if I put in Nightwing's ass, then one of my folders is going to pop open. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, yeah. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, not not the picture you sent, but there's a lot of Nightwing's ass. Oh, <laughs> like, well, hey, have I'm you ever Googled cool. Nightwing's ass? I have not. I, look, I, I, but I, I'm not gonna believe this is the first time that you have. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> that's that's that. why I knew what was gonna happen. So, I, yeah, I don't know how to even begin to look for that image, but it, it was, uh, it was different heroes in their costumes throughout the ages. I mean, it was Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and then there was Nightwing for some reason. And that that artist obviously has no idea. He, he missed like two iconic costumes. weren't even there. Which two? Put them in chat. He oh now I gotta look for those. While you look for them, uh <laughs> we took a poll on Instagram. Oh yeah, of what? Who had the better ass, Steve Rogers or Nightwing? Oh, how'd uh, it come out? Hundred percent in favor of Steve Rogers. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a bias. Sixty six percent male voters. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, I feel yeah, I feel that that uh, you said a hundred percent Steve Rogers? No one yeah. felt like Nightwing had a better ass? No. Although it is like I did put like the Chris Evans 
to the art. Oh, got you. Because there's no real like Robin. I mean, Nightwing ass. Like no. You real have ass. not Googled Nightwing's ass. Not a live action Nightwing ass. Not a live action. Yeah. Well, and I. But there is now. I sent that to you, but it was after the the poll. Oh, thing. this. I hope that's not a picture of you. Okay, delete this. What <laughs> a picture of you with the picture of Oz looking back at it. <laughs> okay, look back Make, at it. Back, 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 back to the missing costumes. <laughs> the, the, this first one, which is uh. The the renegade era, I can kind of maybe I can forgive it because it, it's it really close to the uh, the new fifty two red. It, it's really similar, but the 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 mask is different. Like he had like a Dude, whole. That is not iconic Nightwing costume. But wait, he was wearing that when he was introduced to Rose Rose Wade. I, yeah, but so? right, sorry, Rose Wilson. Sorry. Yeah, no, I knew who you meant, but I'm just like yeah. And like, the second I anybody. If you're like, what are the best Nightwing costumes? No one says this. It's, it, I'm not saying it's the best. It's a, it's an iconic moment. It's it's him infiltrating the mob and getting close to Deathstroke. Like th- this was this was an amazing story, and more definitely what should be an iconic is Grayson Agent of Spiral because that had its own book. Like wait, I think what you, well, let me say two things. One, I'm pretty sure that those. I think I don't know. I think those are the the art that you're talking about. That was Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Nightwing. Um, I, I I don't remember if they're just posters or comic book covers or whatnot. But I'm pretty sure what they commemorate are like like DC's like a like original big superheroes. So it's it's basically the reason why Nightwing is there is because he's Robin. So it's like Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Robin. But the other part is. I think like if you're talking about like what the what they put on there were literally like some of the most iconic looks with the the only exception are the they put the future looks on there like the I think they put the one of them is like I think they're either one of them is Kingdom Come I think for Superman I don't rem, I don't know if that's the Kingdom Come Batman or Batman 1000 or whatever or 1 million but you know it's like I think that they're putting the most iconic looks for the characters and I really feel like if you added both of those into that even though every other person on there is a version of Dick Grayson, somebody would totally be like, "Who? Who is that?" <laughs> like they're like, "Who? Like why they put that one random guy in there?" <laughs> you know, because it's like those those aren't. No one looks at those costumes and thinks Nightwing. I do, but I'm a real fan. Well, yeah, and and that's fair. I mean, you, those costumes are deep cuts. Deep cuts. And- There's a whole book with the Spiral Agent of Spiral. Yeah, but not not, not how long people did read it, that how book. Did it go for. Like, Say what? How went, long did it go for? It went like thirty issues or something like that. Oh, it, right it was now. it was for like that's, a couple of years. Yeah, that's, yeah, but that's not a long time. Oz. New Warriors had that had longer than that. <laughs> it's like it's not like that's like you're a, you're, you're a, a huge fan, and I understand the story importance of what you're saying for both those costumes. But I think when you're talking about iconic imagery, those costumes don't make the cut. Like especially, I mean, the sad fact of the matter is, there's some people that would get confused by the fact that they're Robins in this picture because they're people that know Nightwing but don't know that he was Robin, which is weird, but it's true. I call those people morons, <laughs> unless they're listening to to us now, which you know they know now, so they're they're, they're educated. They're no longer morons. There Maybe. it is. They've been educated. They uh they did at least 
five trade paperbacks. How many books is that? That's thirty issues. That's six arcs or five or six issue arcs. There you go. There you go. It was a, it was a very po- it's, it's a very poignant time in the, in the man's life. I mean, yeah. he faked his death from all all his friend all his friends and family thought he was dead. The, the disco suit had a seventy five issue. The disco suit had a mullet too. Yep, yeah, it's had seventy five issues. Yeah, all that chest, <laughs> all that chest out. Let's go. <laughs> oh, Nightwing, gotta love him, man. Yeah, you do. Yes, and you, you do. So, uh, what did oh. I miss, gents? I know. Uh, well, I shouldn't say what did I miss. I should say uh, what what do we need to talk about? What did I miss that we need to talk about? Because I because like I said, I actually listened to the to both shows. So did you highlight the parts where I said uh, this is why we need Larry here? I did not highlight them, but I do remember. I do remember uh, you can, saying it. Do you remember in what context? Because I don't. Uh, I I remember you mentioning mentioning it once when you were talking about um, George Takai's memoir. And oh, you, you yeah. did your your amazing speech on on social justice. In fact, uh, I, w- I was listening to the show, and Nia came into the room while I was listening. But she came she came after you did the review of the book. But while you were in the middle of your like soliloquy on social justice, and Nia was like, "What is Mo talking about?" I'm like, "Man, this is Fantastic Forum." <laughs> but yeah, I gotta listen to that again. Cause oh, dude, it was it was awesome. I, I was like, man, I like I I was like, man, I need to. I, I, I would stand up and applaud if it wouldn't be so weird because I was in the room by myself. <laughs> I don't yes. remember where you were. What he said, and like I heard it twice. Talking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a conversation uh, immediately following. That uh, that that book, Larry. Uh, I got to give you a copy of it. Yeah, no, like, no, you definitely made me want to read it. I still haven't been able to go back to it. Yeah, you, I heard you. I heard you saying it was heavy. Yeah, maybe I'm oversensitive. I don't so know. did you finish it? No, no, I haven't gone back to it. I haven't been able to. Like, I start thinking about it, and it's like, well, like, I'm going to do something that's not going to be heavy on my my uh, feeling of inability to really make a difference, that ultimately nothing matters, and everything that's happened is going to happen again. There is no hope. <laughs> We're already dead. Sheesh. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but well, that's like, you know. I, I was I was reading about police unions the other day, and I'm like, man, I need to like get on a boat and just go out to sea till I die. Like, I don't what? Yeah, I don't want to deal with any of this authoritative bureaucratic bullshit. Hey, man, it's the world we live in. Yeah. We can change it. I don't. We're, no, you we're can't. smart enough. It turns out because it's a bureaucratic process. Like, there has to be a president for the world to be different. For it to be different, and it's never been different. It's always been different people oppressing other people by means of violence and subjugation, and now economic and now marketing. So you're never gonna, you can't set a president for the way that shit gets marketed through news, through everything, to change it, <laughs> because there's never been any technology to market the way we do in the past. So you're saying that it's as true. we move forward, we find new ways to oppress one another. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That if if there's any purpose to life, it is that. And then hmm. ultimately, like I even I was talking to Emily today, where everything it's um, you know, with the mass shootings and stuff, all this 
the 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 emotions behind it, the emotions of the listen, like that's one aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Really, like this unconscious need to destroy one another and ourselves. It's a social cancer because ultimately the world can't sustain our lives. The planet can't sustain our lives. And we're overcrowded. And as it becomes less and less habitable, uh, it's it's even less to sustain. So it's a psychological, psychosocial cancer that is really just turning on ourselves. Meanwhile, I was happy because I found a full bottle of Malibu rum, coconut. Yeah. Again, we're all we're all avoiding death by racing through to it. I mean, you you all know me. Like I'm I'm a a pretty optimistic guy. Yeah. And so that's I kind of have, I, not, not even kind of, like I, I have hope. That, yeah. That's like, why I hang out with both of you because you balance each other out. <laughs> like Mo depresses me and then Lawrence makes me smile. But he didn't give you any reason why to smile. Just look at him. I mean, no, I can't. Look at <laughs> like, his, I don't... Laughter, his laughter is infectious and his smile is contagious. <laughs> but. Like you say uh, something and then I I turn over and there's Lawrence. He's like, "Hey, friend," and then I'm just like, <laughs> "The world is fine." He's what we really missed at Comic Con too. Yeah, I missed you guys too. But the fact is, I you know I don't know. I mean, call call me naive, but I just feel like it has to be able to get better because it, it can't get much worse. Oh, the Bush administration that can't get worse. Yeah, well, hey, that you you are right, but then. Yeah. Time I felt like they get they always gave him a bit of a bum rap. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying well, the guy was was the greatest president because he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. But I take him in a second now. Oh, well, of course, everybody feels that way now. Like, not everybody. Well, as, as we as we calls, go into impeachment calls, inquiries and such, like <laughs> he calls wind power turbines windmills. Say what? He calls like wind, energy generating turbines. Mm-hmm. He calls them windmills. Well, that's yeah. technically what they are. No, because windmills have a gear and they grind flour into bread. They mill it. it right. They it, don't create energy. They harness energy. No, it's a it's a it's a fan that makes something. It it turns wind energy into mechanical energy, where a windmill turns wind energy into electrical energy. But it's still by spinning a, a magnet, a piece of metal. Yeah. Like that's well, that's how you make energy. You 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 spin a piece of metal with uh, underneath another piece of metal, and that's the turbine. Didn't have magnets. Tur- turbines have magnets. That that's how you when create. It, that's how you create electricity. Don't. Is electrom You use like, magnets. Thank you, thank you for emphasizing the difference between windmills and turbines. Is there is a magnet? Right. Windmills don't have magnets. Therefore. Energy generating turbines aren't windmills. It's one of those things where, yeah, technically they're definitely different, but most people, it's you the, know, it's the most basic stupidity. <laughs> it's like, like that's you the know, problem. Like, it's one thing if it's stupidity of like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna, I may not be able to do this, but I'm gonna have somebody uh, that can actually whisper in my ear and tell me, you know what? You're saying that wrong. Like, he didn't even have the wherewithal to get somebody like that, and anybody around him don't even want to do it. I, I think there are people that try and i think they get uh, fired everybody he's got in them i think they, they get everybody fired he's got around them is somebody that's that that's working towards something selfish and profiteering yeah welcome to fantastic form <laughs> this chat, chat wants me to take a picture of the butt on the nightwing statue that i got oh wait you said you're, you're about to take a picture of it no that's no, what he- that's what chat wants me to do but it's like 
it's still boxed up in the oh. back. Like it, uh, at this point, I'm buying stuff that because I, I want to have like a, a display shelf, but I don't think we're gonna be living in this house for too much longer. So I'm not gonna start building shit to display my stuff. I'm just gonna store it in the corner till we get our final house, and then I ha- I'll have like a full area to display stuff. So I don't really want to take it out of the box. Got you. And it's really difficult you know, to search for uh, a, a picture of Nightwing's butt without jerking off. Oh my and we god. We got a show to do. You you know you could technically get one of those like glass cases, like one of those display cases and just move it when you move. Nah, that's but, not going to. Yeah, and that and then I have to pack it cuz like I don't want it to break. No, I understand you got to pack it, so, but, you know. But it already hurt, came so. it already came in a box with like bubble wrap and like it's it, nothing's gonna i could drop this from the roof and nothing's gonna happen to it at this point i don't want to gotcha. undo all that ultimately i blame my wife it's like, definitely her fault she wants another house yeah she wants she wants a bigger house <laughs> are, are you gonna get one in illinois yeah i say bigger like the the house itself is fine but just more land oh i thought she wanted you further when you do the show you know it might be that because she wants like some kind of barn and she's like (laughs) look you'll you'll have a bigger man cave this giant barn (laughs) (laughs) hey you know what and i was like yeah yeah that'd be awesome man that would be wild if you have a place with an actual barn I don't know if I want to hang out in a barn. There's it, spiders. In it'll there. be clean. It's not like no. I'm not worried about dirt and spiders. I just I don't know. Like, uh, like I mean, a barn. It's really like if you do it right, it's just like a house without all the walls in it. Yeah, that might be the part I'm not a, a fan of. I'm actually like, I'm actually jealous of some of my neighbors across the street because they actually bought an old church, and that's where they uh-huh. live now. Like they converted it into a house. So is their house a Pokemon spot? No, <laughs> I don't so think all churches are Pokemon. No, I, but I, uh, you know, here they are, but in <laughs> uh, no, populated areas, they're not. It, it was, it was no longer a church way before that company even existed. Oh, okay. Like they've had it for like fifteen years, twenty years, or something, some ridiculous so like that. That did that church had like a. A cemetery on it too, or no? No, <laughs> no. It, but it's it's a massive building, and like the well, the I guess the the stained glass like broke, or they got rid of it, or something. So that's all like just bricked up. Yeah, but it's still a huge. But it's got to be a bitch to heat in the winter. Like that, oh yeah, like that's that cold. That dude's got money to heat that place up. Yeah. Word. Look, maybe he could get his own windmill. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What should we talk about first? We got we got a fair amount of things to talk about today. Um, Let's do Titans. Titans. Just like All I right. watched it before the show, just get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> Did you finish watching the, the whole first episode? Because after hearing last week's show, I realized you stopped like when they defeated... What's his face? Trigon. Yeah, Trigon. And then missed the setup for the season. Sounds like you missed Bruce Wayne. You missed... No, I, the- I got to see him... But I was like in and out, like dozing. Okay, and then you missed. Well, you definitely missed Titan Tower. Yeah, I did miss Titan Tower. Okay. Now, did you watch episode two? No. I think three is also out, but I'm only at two. Lawrence, where, yeah. how far did you get? I, I just watched episode one of season two. I hate both of you. I watched two. And I'm guessing you- Joe never got the laptop to watch any of it. Yeah, I am. Um, I almost got a laptop yesterday, but I forgot to take it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> heck, 
Heck, oh, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, heck, are you on the line? No, that's why his picture's on it. Oh, sorry, Hi. Heck. Yeah, I'm here. Wait, oh, there it is. The, All right. Oh, wait, okay. don't we have a whole process for callers? We, Not we anymore. We yeah. <laughs> we Not after last week. <laughs> like, how may I help you? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> sorry, I'm just trying to get myself a windmill. I'm... <laughs> I don't mean to bring you on unceremoniously, Heck. I just I saw you had a question about Titans, and I was like, oh, Heck, you can actually talk instead of typing in chat because you're you're on the line, ladies and gentlemen. Heck, is no part of this. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, I I didn't see Titans, so I'm no part of this. Right, right. But still, like like, like I said, you can you can chime in, you can ask questions if, if you have them. I, I saw in chat you said, is is that uh, is Titan Tower a giant T and. Uh, Oz did answer in chat, letting you know that no, it is not a T, which which definitely disappointed me as well. It, it, like not, it would have it would have been it would have disappointed me if it was a T, but it disappointed me more that it wasn't a T. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's the thing, like, so I saw the recap. I didn't go back and watch the first episode. I'm not going to do that. Actually, I, I was planning on going to the gym. Well, I wasn't planning on going to the gym today, but my body woke me up at gym time so instead i watched it at like five in the morning but i'm like you know i, I don't want to go through that first half of the first episode again you know you but can they, skip forward right what do you mean like you can fast forward to where you fell asleep no no but again i don't want to go i'm just i'll just watch the next episode because i was planning on watching three also okay so i'm like well you know i don't want to waste time on that like i I know they defeated Trigon. That's all that really matters. You know, I'll get the recap. So I watch the recap and it says, oh, he reestablished Titans and all this. I'm like, oh, cool. And then I'm like, OK, I'm going to see the T building. And then it goes San Francisco and it just this big wide shot. And it's like, oh, OK, I guess I guess they're, they're not going to show the T yet. Like he hasn't built it. But then he has the actual tower, and I guess I did see the T. It was just a one generic-ass building. No, and that was the thing where they did the wide shot, and I'm like, I don't even know which one of those buildings they're in. Like, I, I assumed <laughs> it's the one it was, like, the coolest-looking one because it was kind of in the center. It's the one where it had a whole floor that that was, like, glass. Yeah, but but I guess, like... <laughs> it's the, the one building, that looks like a meth-making meth spot. The, the building... The building was so like it, I picked the one that stood out the most, but it doesn't stand out so much that you're like that has to be the building. So right. I was like, technically, it could be the building next to it, but I don't know. I was just like, oh, they don't even whatever. have the whole building; they just have like a floor in it. Right, right. The, uh, yeah, man. So I, it's like a two-story house. It, it definitely has more than one story. The building is probably like it's fifty or it's 60 like a or giant whatever. loft space. Yeah, but. but they have Locked like is, the, they have like the whole floor, right? So, so it's like, it's like it, a like a dorm. It, honestly, it looks like the the same. It's the same kind of setup that they have in the cartoon, hmm. like in the Titans cartoon. It, you know, it has like a big kind of common area that's beautiful and you could tell expensive, and then there are rooms that go off of each level. I'm sorry. All I know is Teen Titans Go. Oh. You should, you should. Well, don't get me wrong. I, I like the. the well, what cartoon were you talking about, Larry? Huh? What cartoon were you talking about? I'm talking about. Um, oh, I'm sorry, not Titans. Young, Young Justice. Oh yeah, no, that's different. No, the the setup, like after the the place that Garth 
gets as and is like their base of operations it's it's like from a floor plan floor plan perspective it's the same kind of place like to the point where if someone had said hey this this is the live action version of that that place i wouldn't have even i wouldn't even like doubted it because it it it's very similar even because like the that place is a high rise and it has like a big bay window that you can see out of and then it has like looms <laughs> going off the sides so so what you're saying is that Titans is based off more of Young Justice than Teen, Teen Titans. Oh no, I'm not saying that at all. Like <laughs> Young, like, I wouldn't do Young Justice like that. <laughs> like, well, Greg, hey, look, Greg, Greg Wiseman would would mess around and come knock on my door, be like, "Why are you besmirching my name? <laughs> Why put some respect on my name?" <laughs> no, I don't. You know, it, it's just, and honestly, like this kind of goes into, um, like the whole like. While I'm sitting here watching the, you know, like I, I watched maybe like the first two episodes of season one of Titans, right? Found it, I found it really hard to get through. Um, to like, stay awake. No, it wasn't. It wasn't staying awake. It was just like I just like it. It wasn't holding. Like it was doing more than not holding my interest because I would have just let it play in the background. But it was just like I don't know. It wasn't doing it for me in a way where it's like I was not enjoying myself. You know what I mean? So I had to like. Uh, and so I was like, let me just jump into season two here and kind of see if the tone has switched and different. And I do think the tone is different than what I saw in the beginning of those two episodes, which is a good thing. Like, this feels a little bit more like what I would be hoping to see initially. But at the end, this whole episode was just like, it felt like, a, it, felt, it felt more like a not group, like a, a bad episode of Supernatural than it did like a superhero TV show. And I was just kind of like, and I understand they were fighting Trigon or whatever, so that so that plays a part. And it is a, they're fighting a demon, but nothing, no part of the show was like super heroic, you know. And I was just like, oh, it, it, it I was disappointed. This sounds like New Fifty Two. No, no, New Fifty Two is a lot better. <laughs> Debatable. In watching the second episode, Larry, I, I felt what you felt a little bit in first episode. And, but in watching the second episode, I just I just kept zoning out, like not even like it's not like I was looking at my phone or something and getting distracted. I was just staring off into space. <laughs> it's like hypnotizing you. Well, it's like depotizing me. Like <laughs> it, it's just like shutting my brain off. And I'm yeah. like, is this show so bad? And and I think I think I came to the conclusion. Um, oh, I did come to another conclusion that they. They made Beast Boy gay. Like I'm convinced of that. He's yeah? trying wow. to fuck Raven. I that, that yeah. I that I didn't get that at all. Like he said, they, he wants to or he did. That's his girl. Uh, he's he's hooking up with Raven. Yeah, oh, he is? yeah. I don't. I don't like. I didn't get that sense at all. Did that happen in the first season? First and second. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't get that sense at all. But it it's written like a network TV show where it has beats where commercials should be mm. not there so it just feels like it just drones on and on and that's why i fell asleep the first time around and then i kept zoning out the second time it, it's not in like if you watch uh young justice like you know you're going in it expecting it to be written like you know a cartoon network type cartoon you know Mm -hmm. as it beats for commercials and then it just doesn't have it they're just like tiny mini movies yeah you know and it that gives it a whole different dynamic, and then you know they can do the way the stories, the way they do them, a little more edgy and stuff. And that you know, Young Justice ended up being a really good show. 
Same with Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. Swamp Thing. But this Berlanti guy, <clears throat> like, I feel they, they shot this show. You know, I expected it from the first season to be this way. But the second one should be for this app. Like, you make mini movies. Like, you watch any show on HBO. It just gives you a full experience, whether you've been following it or not. The pacing, everything is, is for the allotted time limit. Like, they don't have a set time limit, so they can go a little longer or shorter. But this one felt like it's like it, it, it really wants to have commercials in it. I don't think commercials would help it. No, I don't think it would help it. it I think it's not that it, it's just written in that way. So it's just not, I don't know, it, it just it drones on. Like, I feel like after a certain scene is done, I'm like, okay, I don't need to pay attention from this point on, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I enjoyed the second episode of season two a lot more than I did season one. The fight with between just that 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 Jason Todd he that was a great training sequence. What did you have a problem with? I'm not talking bad about it. I was gonna talk good about it. That training sequence with him and I mean he's being a little bitch about it, but that's just Jason Todd. You know that's why he (laughs) Jason Todd is is the most. Comic accurate character in this fucking show, right? He's the most comic accurate. You said, yeah, because yeah. he's he's a, yeah, he's yeah, a Robin. He's a that. he's an asshole, and he but he looks the part. That was that was also like the highlight of episode one, like the the Robin fight. Yeah, was the, probably the best part of the whole thing. That, but I was like, that's what this I the said. Only part of the show that was like kind of superheroic, where it's like you and know superheroes. Yeah. People with no power. That, that's that's what I said. And Mo said I just like dick, which is yeah. true, but <laughs> still. But yeah, that training sequence between um, Garth and and Jason Todd was tight. Like, yeah, it was good. And that old ass Batman man, like, didn't yeah, is it too late for recasting? Dude, it it's so funny because I heard you all talking about it, and you were like, he make a great Alfred, and then I saw him, and I was like. Oh my god, yeah, that's definitely Alfred. That is not Bruce Wayne. I haven't seen the Batman from this. I, what does I, he look like? He's, he's a guy from Game of Thrones. He looks like Alfred. <laughs> yeah, the the what's the Can't Daenerys' it. boy. What, what, what's that guy's name? Marmont. Yeah. I, I can't afford HBO, man. Spanish oh. Mamon. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Mamon. Now, what is uh, what else is L- that Lawrence? What was was I was I right or, or wrong? Is he he's fighting his accent, right? Yeah, you know, he's he, yeah. he's, he's struggling to get rid of that accent so much, but he's not doing it like you know, in an elocution class. And I don't know what elocution means, <laughs> but he it, it's to the point where he's almost like gagging because he's starting like right, he's talking like he's got mar- like he's like got he's, marbles in his mouth or throw something. up because he's he can't speak properly. And then I saw, like, I was online and people were posting pictures, like, comparing him to, uh, like, in the animated Batman Beyond series, they had the old Bruce Wayne. And I'm like, he just fucking got Jason Todd. He shouldn't be that fucking old. No. Like, if anything. Where's Terry McGinnis? That dick looks way too young, period, to be in a second iteration of Titans. He looks like he hasn't hit puberty yet. Somebody <laughs> give him some human growth hormone. And then that Jason Todd looks like he's, you know, going to be a little pop star. And then that Bruce Wayne is all <laughs> old as fuck. Like, no, nah, you should have a younger, you know, we we had that year zero episode or issue of New 52 Batman. Five year timeline. You had a grown Jason Todd. That Batman even looked a little too young to be all that. 
but it works better than this works. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like I, I don't feel like he, you put a cowl on on this guy and he doesn't look like Batman. Uh, He'd be a perfect Alfred. Yeah. No, it look he looks like if Alfred put the costume on. You know what? He'd be perfect that. He'd be perfect at washing my windows outside the freeway. He ain't doing <laughs> shit. Like even that his his role in Game of Thrones was a little bit of a stretch, and that's only because it's fantasy shit. You know what I mean? It's not grounded. Yeah, but even in Game of Thrones, he like at that point he had served the the Targaryens for years. That's why he yeah. was so loyal. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But he like here he looks like he can't do shit. Like my little niece can beat him at arm wrestling. It turns out he's only like thirty five. He, he does. Batman ages you. He he does look frail too. Like, uh, him on screen, man. I just, I don't. He live action, Mr. Burns. <laughs> oh, I won't go that far. But... No, I won't go that far. He could do it. He, he has a better, he, as an actor, he could pull that off better than he can a Bruce Wayne. Like, this so... motherfucker makes me want Batflick back. <laughs> you know what? Batflick would have been amazing in this show <laughs> compared oh, yeah. to this guy. Dealing with, do you, and then some action scenes with him fighting with both Robins would have been yeah. the Dude, this Even with, like you know different weight fluctuations of Batfleck. This guy is not going to do any action scenes. He's <coughs> just there to to talk, which is stupid because he can't even do that. And the thing is, if he's there to talk, like have him doing some Batman shit and picking up the hotline. You know what I mean? Not sitting <laughs> in his study. Uh, uh, he's not. If he's sitting in the study, at least give him some fucking cognac or something. You know what I mean? Like he's a rich dude, but. He's not even doing that. Like, he's just sitting waiting on the... Like, literally, when he called him in episode two, he's, like, waiting by the phone for Dick. <laughs> yeah, why was he waiting on the phone? Like, he should have been... It's in, only in one the, ring. It should have been a dude yeah. in the bat suit, and he just, like, puts his hand in his ear, like, what the fuck do you want? I'm, you know, I'm at a stakeout or some bullshit. Thirsty. Like, he should have he should have been in the cowl, picking it up on the AI suit. Like, you know what I mean? I was surprised, because I was like, why is he answering the door? Like, where is Alfred? Yeah. Well, if he's that old, Alfred's dead. Oh, Jesus. Like, he, <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. And, but. I, I said this last week. Bruce Wayne is the worst part of this show. That Starfire is pretty bad. Dude, but she's not know, as bad as season one. Like, she's better. But, yeah, yeah she's, but still, still she's still not. She's still a low bar still, to clear. She's still not orange. <laughs> and then in episode two, there was a second uh, Tameranian. Also yeah. black, not orange. Yeah. Also black. Yeah. He recognized her and he, to show her he's Tameranian. He makes his eyes turn green. I'm like fucking red. No, no, green. Yeah, yeah. It is 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 bullshit. Yeah, and it's dumb too because he calls her like. Well, first of all, she has a stupid ass regular name, but that's comics in the 70s. I'm not gonna, you know, what, like coriander, coriander, the spice, the spice you make, you know, soup for when you have the spice. In which you make, with which you make chicken soul for uh, chicken soup for the soul. Yeah, you know but what she's mean? an alien, so it's spelled funny. <laughs> it's right, like, it's like four letters to spell coriander. Right. So, and, and then, now she's a Spice Girl. So then, when she's human, per- pretending to be human, it's Cory Anders. You know what I mean? Which has dumb too, but that's seventies comic. Then this motherfucker, that's a Tameranian, says Ms. Coriander. <laughs> motherfucker, you're a fucking alien. Like, what the fuck does uh uh? A female title attributed to her, depending whether she's a professional or a married woman, have to do with her. <laughs> right. you know? and, like, and he knows she's a princess. He calls what? her your highness, so he knows her real name. 
Yeah, you don't need to see. He says Ms. Co- instead of you know, he could have said Ms. Anders if he's trying to pretend to be human. You know what I mean? Or he could say Your Highness if he's trying to show off he's Tamaranian. No, he says Ms. Coriander, and then I put the subtitles on, and it was like the Ms. and then the Tamaranian pronunciation of it. What like? K O R apostrophe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This shit sounds like such a clusterfuck. With all that being said, this second season is amazing compared to the first one. Yeah, like the. <laughs> I, I will say that I at least was better. able to watch the first episode of season yeah. two. Like, I, I think I had to try to watch the first episode of season one like three times to get through it, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like it's just terrible. I said and, this. I said this last week, and unfortunately, I've had to say this way too many times at this point. Season two is fixing a lot of bullshit from season one. Ugh. I will say this. Uh, the crew doesn't know how to like black people. Oh yeah, it's like that. Like when you talk about she's an alien, like there's some scenes where she really looks like an alien because the lighting is so doing such a weird thing with her complexion. And I'm like, I've seen pictures of the woman. She she looks like a regular person <laughs> when when she's taking getting a picture taken of her. I feel. I don't know what they're doing with the lighting. It's weird. I feel like they put makeup to make her darker. Yeah? yeah. Why? I maybe to show show off the like colored hair more, the contrast. I don't oh, know. Dude, that's such a bad oh. idea. Um yeah, that's just weird. Because like, not like alien weird, look, just like weird, weird. Because they same thing to the other guy too. And I guess it had to be because his eyes were gonna glow at some point. But it I mean, I've seen them do better. I've seen crews do better, not them, but yeah. You know, Oz says that the worst thing about this is the Bruce Wayne. The best thing about this is the Hawk and Dove. Yeah, yeah, Hawk and Dove come across pretty cool. Well, the like best they the, never the, come out right. Like they're just going to integrate them to this. The, the the best thing is Jason Todd, but Hawk and Dove is really close second. Nah, I like. I mean, you're not supposed to really like Jason Todd, like that, but his mouth is weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's got he's got a, a good chin though. Given he's got a good chin. Yeah, but his like, mouth is weird, and he looks—he looks good that, fighting. I mean, that's that, what that Bruce Wayne's balls said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean Hawk and Dove don't have the the spirit power, but okay. Eh. I guess their I, like, spirit I, power is like math or whatever. But they still look better than anybody there. Visually, like, yeah, they, they're they're the best looking characters. And uh, the. the the casting is better now, and you saw you saw episode two, yeah, because Ravager makes her. It sees episode two. Ravager comes in, right? I kind of like her. Yeah, no, she, the the actress pulling it off, top notch, man. It's, it's like, weird. I know she could do it. It's weird that she's Asian and her dad is Hispanic, but you know what? I'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, I actually said that too, but. You know, again, a Mex Asian? Nah, she ain't no Mex Asian. She's man. full Asian. <laughs> yeah, she's full like, like, uh, you she, know. She looks I'll, like her mom. I was expect, <laughs> expecting her to sound like uh, imposed Oz insert stereotypical Asian speak here. It, it it's kind of funny because <laughs> I I watch the show with my wife and you know, Rose shows up or Ravager shows up and it's like who's that and like well I'm we're trying to watch the show so. My quickest way of explaining it is Deadpool's daughter. And then they talk about how she heals. And I'm like, well, okay. Well, I guess I don't have to explain further. There you yeah. go. Deadpool's daughter. But, you know, because the week before I explained Deathstroke to her. Yeah. <laughs> so you could have just said Deathstroke's daughter. 
She wouldn't remember. Uh, we'll see. I mean, you guys will tell me how it goes from here on forth. I didn't. I I don't have it in me to watch this. Show. I'm actually enjoying season two a lot more than season one. Season I season one was barely watchable. I had a lot of complaints that I I did. I I fortunately I got to vent on this show. Season two is a lot better. I'm glad that even though I don't like that Starfire still is not orange. No Tamaranian is fucking orange in this show. No, if anything, Tamaranians are black. Yeah, it, that, that's what it seems like it, it, it's going. At least she doesn't look like a fucking hooker anymore. That's true. You know, I mean, but, I get with her looking like a hooker. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that with, like she had like literally like the yeah. like she she looked like a hooker, but like from like the nineties, like the, the late eighties, early nineties. And that probably the pissed me off more. Coats. That probably pissed me off more because after that set image came out and we talked all kind of shit, the, the people making it came out and said, well, it, you can't judge it because there's no effects on it and blah. All, like, they gave us all this kind of bullshit. And then the show came out and it was, it the, was, the, it same was, it was the same crap. So that, that pissed me off even more. I'm glad she doesn't look like that anymore. I, she still doesn't look like Starfire. No, but it's better. Than, like it's better a, than last a, season. A, she looks like the people you hire to, like, make people dance at your parties. Yeah, Wonder Wonder Girl, I'm I'm cool with. Aqualad, I haven't seen him, but he's coming up, and I, I like I like what I'm seeing. Jason Todd, I like. I like that uh, Grayson is becoming Nightwing. I wish, I wish. Uh, with Gar Gar was was green, but I saw yeah. an interview where they said he he's gonna become more and more green as he uses his power more. I'm cool with Raven. I'm glad she finally has the jewel in her head. And Hawk and Dove is Are awesome. They make him less effeminate, <laughs> dude. He's banging Raven. I I saw no proof of that. Like <laughs> you know, chicks like I... the 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 effeminate skinny dudes. No, I don't. Like, how I know the show is not doing what it's supposed to do is, like, I find myself watching it and I'm asking, like, the wrong questions. What do you mean the wrong questions? Huh? Like, give me an example of the wrong questions. Like, I'm watching Slade Wilson, like, find out, I guess, that, you know, the Titans are back. And he goes to, like, his connect that has his, like, arsenal. And instead of me being interested in, like, okay, who's this guy and, like, you know, what are they about to do? I'm like looking at the house and I'm like, is that someone's real house? I'm like, where's that house? Because <laughs> it was like multi level, but like it felt like it was like built on the side of a hill or something. So it looked like it was like four or five stories, but it might be like kind of like stadium. Well, hey, hold on. First of all, fuck that house. It, yeah, that house is like modern art. Yeah, well, yeah. It, but it, it's big, it's, though. Yeah. It, oh, bigger it isn't big. always better. It, it's it's cold. It's unfeeling. It, it, I could not live in that, whatever the fuck that was. I like, but but I, but, I, but I agree. Like, I was like, I should be interested in what's happening in the story, but instead, I'm like, oh, the house, or like another moment. I, you know, like they beat the hell out of Beast Boy, and he 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 turns himself into a snake and starts slithering, right? And instead of me being like, oh man, Beast Boy, you know, he's making a move, I'm like, can a snake like crawl through all that glass? 
yeah. I'm not about like, that but wait, wait, does okay. a snake does two, a, will a snake cut his belly up? No. Going? Two two things two things on what you just said. Uh one, the they beat up Beast Boy and he turned into a snake. That that's fine. I don't understand why in episode two, like he it's awkward between him and Grayson because apparently Grayson killed him is what they say. Well, he didn't actually die. He just like I mean, he might have lost consciousness for a few seconds, but he still <laughs> but turned into a snake. Die? And he, he, you know, like he didn't like he didn't die. He fucking turned into a snake and started crawling around. Se- <laughs> second thing is, why is Deathstroke running like a bait shop in the middle of nowhere? Uh, I, look, look, that's how this is what I'm talking about. Where I'm like the the show doesn't make me ask the right questions, right? Because I should wonder that, but I don't. Because I'm like, I don't even care. That's, like I know who he is. That's and I'm like, still, I guess he's in a cabin now. He's retired. That's still avoiding the whole fact that we have a Hispanic Deathstroke in a complete Asian Rose <laughs> or Ravager, whatever you want to call her. Yeah, I'm just like. Well, whose house is that? I wonder if we could use it for a party. Is it in America? Is it in LA? I want a party in that house. I, I did like that, all, his, all that his manservant was talking about how he had to clean the blood off because the dry cleaner started asking too many questions. I'm like, well, if you're taking that Deathstroke suit to the dry cleaners, you know, I'd have a few questions too. Forget the blood. Just, yeah. just the outfit on its own. But That's easy too, though. It's like, oh, he's an actor. It looks a little. It looks like a little bit, like a almost like a. Uh, it has a little bit of hints of sportsmaster in it, right? Yeah. Well, it looks like a hockey suit. Yeah, like which that's. It's funny because that's what the arrow one looked like, but it looked better. Yeah, the arrow one. I feel like the arrow one looked more like Deathstroke. We had more weapons like that, on it, but it was also like tactical. You know, like yeah. SWAT suit with hockey mask on it, which is like, wow, you can't hurt this guy. Like hockey masks, it's not just hockey masks, it's goalie masks. Like, that's to have a, a small, blunt object that flies at it at like, you know, 80 to 130 miles an hour. It's bugging me that as I see images from later on, it feels like that mask is like he's supposed to be dead shot. Because they're going to give his, his missing eye, like, some... It lights up, so I'm guessing it does something. Oh, uh, that's stupid. So, yeah, it's starting to feel more like dead like dead shot when it should be Deathstroke. Yeah, that's no good. Those are different people. Larry, to answer your question about the snake, it yeah. can't go through glass. The way this... That particular snake, too, the way the... In the belly, the scales are different than the top. Uh-huh. They're actually, like, fingernails overlapping oh. each other in a direction. Oh, okay. So if you go against the grain, you can actually kind of lift them. And they have yeah. tips like nails, like when you let your nails grow long. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then the top, it's it's all scales too. And then if it cuts, it'll just regenerate that part of skin once it sheds. Yeah. You don't even have to do that because he just shifts back. Makes sense. But yeah, that's what well, that's where my mind went. And I was just like, the man... If I was him, I would turn into a different type of snake because that snake is, you know, they're known as lazy. Like, they they just curl up into a ball. I'm just, why be a snake at all? Like, why not be something quick? Well, there's snakes that are quick. Like, he could be a corn snake and he'll True. move at like 60 miles an hour. Yeah, there's, there's snakes that are quick, but not that one. Yeah. Although, yeah. to be he fair, turned, everybody like, had big, left the house at that point. Like, he could turn into a big-ass gorilla and fuck some shit up. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't I don't know. Maybe I'll try episode two. I, I, I can't make any promises, though, because... What did 
what this did do for me though was that you know what if i like superhero shit i'm just gonna read comics i'm not gonna watch any of the adaptations or anything anymore <laughs> <laughs> like i love how you keep f- going back and forth for all or nothing like mo's like ah, i don't do comics anymore i just watch tv He's like ah, i don't watch tv anymore i just read comics yeah yeah I, well, hey, I, you know, obviously, I'm going to do both. I just need to do stuff that I enjoy. <laughs> That's all. Like, cause I'm like, uh, like, I was really thinking that maybe at this point it would have worked out. It's um, like, you know, maybe found its stride a little bit more because, you know, people were talking really positively about Titans, like, which I, I don't quite understand. Like, I don't get how the media, like comic book media is putting out this narrative that this titan show is like because the people are talking about it like that's the reason to own the dc app right and on on social media too like people like there's appreciation accounts that's wild man like i don't understand it because you know and don't get me wrong i mean i understand that different things are for different people like i've definitely been on the other side this is for nobody (laughs) the other side of of something where people are like oh we really enjoy this and i'm not a fan but you know a lot of the time i can like understand the points they make where i'm like okay i see why you like that for the reason you stated but it's just not for me but yeah i don't i don't know man this show's not doing it for me in a way like that's very very profound where i'm just like i don't understand how anyone's really enjoying it and you know i mean oz i understand you watching it because of the fact of like how much you love that character and you're just like well you know like like I feel like you do for Titans what I had to do for, like, the first two Transformers movies. Like, you know, the first two Michael Bay Transformers movies. Where it's like, you know, like, I, I felt like I had to watch the first one. And then, I you know, I, I got convinced to go watch, go see the second one. But, you know, I, I know that there's going to come... If, if this show continues, there's going to come a season where you're like, no more. <laughs> because... They're gonna just—they're not gonna like. I don't know. I don't. I don't have any faith in its ability to get much better than it is right now. Like it's just gonna be—it's gonna be this. I don't. Know. Yeah. So with that said, Jay, you should definitely watch it. No, I'm joking. Okay. No, I'm joking. Don't go. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm playing with you. I want to watch it. Jay's got I a just... lot. Of, Jay's got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. You should like definitely I watch. watch it. You should definitely watch Doom Patrol first. <laughs> I just wish somebody gave a fuck about him and gave him a laptop to watch it. There it is. We're we're getting them one. Yeah. Uh, let's see here in chat. GZ Doctor Fred says they said there's a different old man Batman where his hair's gray. Which one is that? They want Clooney to play that version. I don't know what that means. Clo- Clooney should not be like Batman Beyond Batman. Like he. I mean, he's a he's a good actor, but not for that. No, like, that he, Keaton's got to do that role, right? I'm sorry, Keaton's got to play that role, right? Ke- Keaton would be a good version, yeah. He could pull it off, but I mean, everybody wants to see Clint Eastwood do it. Yeah, Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood. He, is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah, Clint alive. <laughs> like, I feel like he died like five years ago. We just haven't heard of it. Yeah. Is it, it's a Mandela effect? Maybe. Oh, you mean he ended apartheid? Yeah. If there's one thing Clint Eastwood is known for, it's his ability to bring together the races. <laughs> Everyone knows that about Clint Eastwood. He, he, he's too busy yelling at his chair. <laughs> Get off my lawn! <laughs> that chair had it coming. You don't know. <laughs> it was a black chair. <laughs> eh, dark brown. Oh, jeez. All right. Mahogany. Should we go ahead and transition to 
Spider-Man. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about something Just... else before you guys piss me off. I know. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about let's talk about Spider-Man number one. Uh, you want? Why don't you start us off, Mo? Uh, so this is Hollywood nepotism. Hollywood nepotism. I just find it. Basically, I assume you can quote me on it. In fact, do quote me on it because I assumed in order to get J.J. Abrams to come back after the last Jedi to the Star Wars franchise, he had a stipulation that his my son will have to do a Spider-Man book, and uh, this is what we have. We have Henry Abrams doing a Spider-Man story for a new generation. Something a little different than what you've seen. And, and it came out last week, and I read it. And yeah, that's really, it's a story of, um, it's about Spider-Man's kid with Mary Jane. And it's a different one than we've seen in the past. Right. It's not the daughter from that other book, right? Dude, no. no. This is different. This I, is a. I, I forget the name of that story. You would know it though. What was that story? Are you talking about May Parker? Yeah. Yeah, it was the MC two, uh, Marvel two or whatever. Like the the possible future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, he. Uh, I don't know who the fuck wrote this. It could have been the King of Siam, but the shit's good. I like it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I love the way I said that. Really? Yeah. The, my, I did have criticisms about you know what. Peter Parker, as I know and love him, wouldn't be that type of father. You know what I mean? No, definitely not. But, you know, the book is really about the kid and the kid growing up without a mom like that and everything. You know, uh, the distant relationship with his father, like that kid, that kid's a very different Parker. You know what I mean? I'm curious to see where he's going to go. I feel like this book is like, you know, they've tried to contemporize Spider-Man many times in movies and even in comics. And I feel that this is the only one that kind of like came close to doing it. Well, like, um, like you're just feeling like they might give you something akin to a Spider-Man origin story, but just set in modern times. Is that what you're saying? Well, it's like, you know, um, it's kind of what I call the savage dragon effect. Like, you know, he didn't stick with that same character and just, throw out 300 issues of the same old shit like that right, character right. Had a kid and eventually the book became his son taking over you know what i mean right it feels more like that like the the like you actually feel the passage of time with spider-man and and, gotcha. and the, the consequences of fighting crime the way he does and trying to get a family the way he does now the way that i don't know any parker that would act like that dude in that situation but you know right Alternate universe. The kid with his uh, teenagerisms that can be so annoying to somebody of my age, white cis male from his mother's <laughs> basement. Um, I should hate that little kid, and I kind of do. But I, you know, this book does a good job of showing you why you should hate him and why he acts the way he does. Right. You know. So it's interesting. I, you know, it's like watching a good psychopath movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. No, I hear you. Know the the son comes oh, across very human. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can see, you know, he can go any way, any route, you know, um, even like to the again, I don't believe this kid wrote anything in it. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> you know, his name did, on it. He's whoever, like, that's a great job, dad. 
even that villain, like creating a one dimensional villain that has such an impact on Spider-Man and then kind of revisiting it to give you like you could you didn't even have to revisit that. Like that, who cares what that villain is? That villain could have been the King of Siam <laughs> that did that shit. But <laughs> but he had that big an impact that shit went down this way and this kid grew up this way and we're moving forward we just see the kid like and then they go back to that i feel that's a comic book thing like in a movie or a good tv show like you wouldn't see that villain ever again you know unless it's the tension of like oh he's gonna avenge his mother's death but really this character is interesting without trying to avenge that mother's death you know what i mean yeah the the villain like from page one is the same as throughout the book so at some point, he's just, like, taking a nap for 10 years or something like that. Yeah, well, he's... You know, well, we don't know. We don't know what, what's well, been happening all that time. A bunch of times, his technology deteriorated over time. Like, Well, I, he, well in, the, in the opening... He look exactly the same. Like, like he, there's changes to him. It's the same villain, villain from the opening. And right. the the there's a time jump from the opening to the the kid being a teenager, and it's got to be, like, 10, 15 12 years, years I think. Like yeah, 12, so, yeah. 12 years, it's the same villain. Like, he's right. just, w- what the fuck has he been doing for 12 years? Nothing, <laughs> apparently, from what I read. There's, <laughs> there's villains in Spider-Man comics that have been dead for 12 years and come back. Like, he's been, he doesn't look exactly the same as he did in the, in the you know, the past. He looks different. He looks deteriorated, and he looks... And, Maybe he fought some Avengers, and that shit, and that's the thing about this book, too, where I got to thinking, like, man, what were the Avengers that fought this guy like in this in this little universe? You know what I mean? I, the I, the I villain's just, name is Cadaverous. I, I agree where I feel like the, the most interesting parts of this book, we don't get. And I feel like that. Like how they made the comic? And I'm no. kind of disappointed at, at Pacelli, because she's a way better artist than this. Yeah, that, that's I, true. Yeah. Even though the art's not bad, but it definitely doesn't feel like her A game. No, it, it bugs me, and like I literally stared at at three different pages because, it, and this might sound stupid to our audience, but I, I I honestly, not a joke. I honestly could not st- stop focusing on this. Is the the shoes on Mary Jane changed in three different pages? I I honestly spent like a good a good. Five to ten minutes just staring at these fucking shoes and being disappointed at, at Pacelli. Because she's better than this. Well, that's crazy because they're like, I'm pretty sure Mary Jane's only on three pages. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's the beginning <laughs> of the book. She's got flats. They turn into heels. And then it uh, pissed me off so much. How dare you? Which I, I will say that, you know, um, and by the know, way, it, it, on the cover, she's not she's wearing chucks. I was just throw that in. So now we're talking four <laughs> pages or whatever. OK, what were we saying? I'm sorry. I was going to say that, um, you know, I know there's like people are a little put off because of the way the book was marketed, because, um, you know, uh, there are people. How are people? How was huh? it marketed? Exactly. Well, in the sense that, you know, people like when they're doing interviews and talking about the book, people were talking about that. You know, Mary Jane plays a pivotal role, and uh, you know, like yep. we said, she's really only in the very beginning of the book. <laughs> role. Well, okay, and so Mo apparently liked the, this, and you yeah. know, Mo, Mo is the Spider-Man fan on the show. Like he, he's the biggest right. Spider-Man fan I know. I read this book, and it felt like I've read it before. It, not, nothing interesting. 
I don't think Pacelli and and which whoever wrote this, whether it was JJ or Henry or some combination of the two, I don't think they actually talked to each other because it, another thing that bugged me, like I got to this I one, I got to this one page where where there's a, a female character. I guess they're in detention. The 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 Spider Man son and this random girl that shows up out of nowhere, and you know, the kid is like, I guess kind of flirting with her, and. At, there, there's a point in in this story. In, there's a panel where she said, "Does anybody want to change seats with me?" And then the next panel, you see like she's they're in an empty room essentially. Like she could have just walked away. So her saying that like doesn't make any sense to me. So I don't know if if that was like she Pacelli didn't know what was happening in the scene. Like it, it just feels like like the writer and artist didn't didn't talk. Yeah, let me tell you something happening. about comics. They they're never in the same room together now, especially on big publisher comics. If you if anything, you could blame the editor. The, the editor didn't didn't look in it, and that that's this book. They uh this this book suffers. Uh, the story excels, but the actual book suffers from what I've seen in Spider Man happen a lot where they make these storylines that are just throwaway. You know, like, they'll put a Michael Turner cover to sell it, but they'll, um, inside won't look nothing like it, and they'll get, like, an artist to actually write it and another artist to draw it. Uh, you know, they had the, the Spider-Man Red Sonia uh, one-shot thing was kind of like that. It was it was cool. I loved it because I love Red Sonia and I love Spider-Man, and I love that Mary Jane touched the sword in the museum and embodied red sonia like that was tight but it's a it's a throwaway story with a michael turner cover you know yeah uh, and, and you know the art was a little better than this uh sarah pacelli like she's all right but i mean the, the, oh, the art no, is fine it, no the, did the you art see her scorpion huh did you see her scorpion which one the one from Ulta, from miles morales spider-man what was wrong with that score? It was terrible. Nah, I don't know, man. I, I feel like... Look, like, again, the editor is what suffers. Because even when I tried to buy it, like, I had to, like, actually... I tried to buy it digitally. First of all, I tried to bootleg it. Because, like, I'm not paying money for this shit. So I'm searching Spider-Man number one. There's no, like, any of the bootleg sites. Oh, give me just the McFarlane run. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you know, it's... It, it, you have to be, like very very as specific as you can be and it's like it that is a thing where it is like it it's super generic that's why i was like spider-man number one jj abrams because it's like how many spider-man number ones have there been with no adjective or anything it's like oh dude so i actually had to go to the shop and tell them the one that the autistic kid wrote Uh, i'm glad i made that a thing by the way i'm i'm really proud of that that's a badge of honor (laughs) oh jj abrams son (laughs) <laughs> they were and, like, here's, uh, here's the Nick Spencer run. No. <laughs> that, that's, the wrong, uh, that's the wrong Scorpion by Sarah Pacelli. That's 616 Scorpion. I'm talking about uh, Ultimate mm-hmm. Scorpion by Sarah Pacelli. Uh, by the way, Lawrence, you heard my description of how my comic book uh, shop owner described the book to me, right? Yes. Yeah, he was totally yeah. wrong. I, there, I don't see... Yeah. Go ahead. What was <laughs> Again? Huh? It, it was. He asked me if I enjoyed uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider Man, uh, and which I responded to, no, not at all. Right. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you did. The... I don't know why you enjoyed it, but no, no, I didn't. But I didn't even get that sense in this book because there, there's hardly any Spider Man in it. 
You know where I got the sense of it? Where he beat up the bully. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. That's what I hated about Andrew Garfield. Yeah. But it's what I liked about this kid. Like, he didn't even know his strength, but he's like, you know what? Like, he's actually rebelling by trying to make a little bit of a difference because his dad fucked up. You know what I mean? Right. And that's the whole crazy part where it's like, what did they tell this kid was like what happened to his mom? Right. And, you know, we're going to see. Hopefully we're going to see that later. Yeah, Cause, hopefully, because it's like, it's, I mean, like that's the next question. Like, you know, his dad's traveling for God knows what reason. I guess that's the autism in the writing. Oh, no, no. He's a he's a photographer. Yeah. Well, he's an Avenger, too. With no, with no, one I arm. Honestly, Spider-Man in this book. Honestly, yeah. I want to read the book where he fought that that one dude and lost his arm. It's only his hand, though, right? Is it no, his whole it, arm? It, it's his arm. It's at least his elbow. Because elbow, yeah, he's got the, the because the, the first couple of pages, like he's got like that Thanos retired like gimpy little tiny arm. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, we we the way they draw it, or the way that it comes across in the story is like he he hurt himself fighting Cadaverous. Right. It, it's at least to the elbow. R- right, but but the arm wasn't a- amputated, or at least it, I'm just saying it wasn't cut off in the fight. So it's like so yeah, like it it. it I, I'm assuming it's a residual injury from that fight, but it very well may not be, right? Because I Wh- guess, but, which is yeah. weird because doesn't Spider-Man have a healing factor? No, no, no? at all. No, really? that's why he's always looking like that. Okay, look, no. I, I didn't I know mean, that. So that okay, that that well, takes one bad point. What out comics have you been reading? <laughs> he he he's like maybe a little bit more durable than a regular person. But not much more yeah. durable. Skins may be a little thicker in terms of like yeah. dealing with injury, like sustained if, injury. See, but once he sustains it, he heals like normal. See, I want to yeah. read the story. I want to. I want to know what happened because it starts after that battle, and right. I, I want to know how his arm got fucked up like that. Yeah, look in in nineties in nineties comics, like it was no thing for Spider Man to literally be like out Spider Maning. With like real injuries, like literally web slinging with one arm in a cast. There's or, issues where he had the flu and he was still fighting crime. Right, right. Or, or like this fool would hurt his ribs. Like I want to say, like every six issues, like bad, where he had to wrap up his ribs and you know he would put the costume on over his wrapped ribs and it would be like he couldn't fight as good. And all, all in all, it feels like I. I was told I was going to get a Spider-Man story, but I'm getting a Spider-Lad story is what yeah. it feels like. Which is the other part of the marketing, I think. Everyone was thinking they are going to get a Peter Parker story, and it's like, it's looking right now like we're all going to get a Ben Parker story, which is not necessarily a problem. It's just that if you're thinking you're going to get one thing and then you get another, some you know some people aren't going to be happy about that. I, per- personally... I was a little shocked just because I like I had no idea that this was the direction the story was going to be in, and I'm willing to take the ride. Well, nobody did. Everybody, yeah, everybody thought right. this was a, a Peter Parker Spider-Man story, and it it's something else. It's J.J. Abrams' autistic kid wishing he was Spider-Man <laughs> and trying to resolve his issues with his dad. But I, I'm not even sure if the kid. I mean, I guess he knows who Spider-Man is. But the, the, well, the kid in the story knows who Spider-Man is. He doesn't know his dad was Spider-Man. But. But he didn't know his dad was Spider-Man, right. yeah, which is wild. But I'm just saying Henry Abrams has some unresolved issues with his dad and his mom. Yeah, his dad's <laughs> always working. 
Yeah, actually, yeah. Peter Parker flying off and not being there for him feels like Henry Abrams saying, hey, my dad's always away. Hey, look, I I, I want this. Like, I didn't give a fuck about any reimaginings with Spider-Man. You know, like, I like I prefer this Spider-Man, this well, this Peter Parker, rather, to be more in line with, like, Spider-Man Reign. You know, like the older, like you know, the mm-hmm. consequences of him being a, a Spider-Man coming back at him, you mm-hmm. know, stage, and now adding a kid to the mix would have been tight too. But again, this book's not about him, so fuck him. Like it's about the kid, and and I'm interested in this kid. Like I want to mentor this kid. Like I know your dad better than you do. So here, this is what he would do. <laughs> I will say that I posted in chat the Sarah Pacelli picture. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I'll give you that. The you know, I think we were talked about it when it came out. With oh, the yeah. neck, the neck looks weird. I remember but, the exact moment. But inside the book, it was fine. I don't shit about inside the book. If that's the cover. That's what you want me to spend my money on. <laughs> Again, but yeah, this goes back to what I was saying about this book that it suffers from bad, like you said, marketing. Uh, anybody around this book did everything bad because even like trying to find like. <laughs> It, it should be called Spider-Man Bloodline. I think that's you what know? they call it at the end, isn't it? Well, that's what they call it uh, at the beginning. Oh, I, at the end. Uh, it's a title of the arc. Like, this, that's what this should be called. Like, Spider-Man Bloodline. I couldn't find it. I had to go buy it. And, you know, like I, I said, this thing Spider-Man. I'm actually more interested, like, towards the end. And the, on the page where you peel off the sticker to, to get the digital copy... Is an ad for the amazing Mary Jane, and I'm actually a little bit more interested yeah. in that. I actually, I see, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go find these pictures because I actually was seeing in looking for this, I found some of the Scott Campbell covers for that. And, oh yeah, amazing. And there's a whole like page of who's I I guess the I don't know what he's the editor. Who's this Nick guy? Yeah, yeah, he is the editor. Nick, what? What's his last name? It's um, uh, um, the former X Men editor, no. Nick. Um, Nick, something not important. No, no, it's important. Nick, Nick Lowe. Uh, he's Nick got, Lowe. He's got a whole page on how, like, throughout the years, he's been talking to Abrams to to get yeah. this done. And I read that, and I thought, well, he's totally lying. Like if if this if this story that I'm getting on this one page actually happened, then Nick is stupid. Why is Nick stupid? It, it's, it's just Nick who gives a shit. Yeah, it's like he, you know, they're, they're telling him what they what they're planning to do with this arc, and he's like nervous, like oh, they're saying it out loud, and I'm like, well, it's not, motherfucker, it's not that interesting. Like th- this whole issue one, I I've read this before. It, it was just called other stuff. I looked through my uh, press releases and I found it. You don't get press releases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I give them. Off, 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 I authorized them. Yeah, man. I, I think, uh, I think it probably happened the way Nick said it did. Now, well, then, <laughs> I, know. then I consider Nick an idiot. That's terrible. Nick's been doing a great job at Marvel for you know, a long time. If he gave that kid another name other than Abrams and then just have him all, all new, all different Spider-Man, Spider-Man for the next generation would have been better marketing. And then it comes out, oh, that's J.J. Abramson. Oh, shit, word. We wouldn't be calling him autistic. I'm more mad that I know that I know the name Henry Abrams, but I don't know the name of the kid that created Venom. Todd McFarlane? It wasn't Todd McFarlane. No, Venom was, uh, was a fan creation that they went with. 
Todd McFarlane, McFarlane just made it better. McFarlane, well, McFarlane is is amazing at everything he does, but McFarlane didn't create Venom. Venom was a, a fan creation that Marvel just bought. Really? You didn't know that? I don't remember that. No. Hot. Oh <clears throat> my god. Well, you and the mouse, man. I'm telling you. No. Yeah. What? No. Ven- Venom what? was. Um, it, Venom started off as fan art. And then Marvel ended up buying it and using it. I don't think they had. I don't think they considered Venom a symbiote like that. That whole symbiote and all that. that I think that's all Marvel. But the initial design of the of the outfit was so that means a, was he a didn't fan. Venom. He created the black costume for Spider Man. Right, and then it became Venom. Uh, yeah, so he didn't create Venom. Did a he whole did, did a whole lot more than than Henry Abrams. Atomic probably didn't create the the symbiote, right? No, Who, well, not, it was I mean, the alien costume things like. Did, neither did that kid. No, no, I'm not saying the kid did either. To because that the alien costumes from Secret Wars. Yeah. So, Bing says the black costume was made in 1982 by Randy Schuler. First of all, fix your mic. <laughs> Or take I'm it on, out of. I'm on the phone. It's the same mic. Or take uh, it out oh, of. Oh, dude, I don't mode. know what happened, but uh, yeah, you, yeah. you went to tin can, or you're in paper cup mode. You're styrofoam cup. I don't like even. You got to tighten, tighten the string. T- I, t- I don't even know what happened to Joe. I haven't heard him in an hour. Oh, I'm here. I just haven't read or watched anything that you're talking about. So Joe's never read Venom. Just agree <laughs> that you hate that that new Spider-Man book, and we're cool. <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty bad. I I, I won't. I wouldn't call it a bad book. I just don't like. I what I will say is I'm reserving judgment on how good it's going to be because the setup is not a bad setup. It's just that, you know, like it it could go multiple ways. And I will say that it is definitely, if nothing else, though, kind of a, a mischaracterization of Peter Parker. Like it just doesn't feel like the move that he would be making. Especially, which, which I guess technically we don't know the full set of circumstances, but it's, it's not, like they, they they really need to revisit like him deciding to make the moves that he's made in this book because yeah. I feel like Parker's sense of responsibility and his whole Uncle Ben like chip on his shoulder like he would be a better father overprotective. Yeah. I, I don't even like the fact that Aunt May's fat. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm assuming she's a little bit older. Yeah, she's older than... Uh, I've seen old-ass Aunt May, and she hasn't been fat. That's true. That's true. Aunt Aunt May's always been active. Look, Aunt May for a new generation. (laughs) Old-ass Aunt May, fucking uh, old man Jameson. I mean, she was still thin. (laughs) I want to see the poor pair. I got to find it. Also, too, I will say that um, I, I do feel like, just touch on what you all were saying earlier about how... It felt like the artist and the writer weren't communicating. I, I definitely get that feeling too, um, but I, I'm not gonna put that on the editor. Even though you know the editor definitely like editors well, have like, their job to do too. But no, really, but, huh? like we talked, we talked to actual professional about that, about that exact same thing. About what? About how when the artist doesn't do what you wrote properly, and he said, "Oh, it's, the editor didn't convey my thoughts to him." Yeah, but you know, I mean, realistically speaking, like uh, a writer and and an artist could get on the phone. Not with not with Marvel. That's considered harassment. No, no. (laughs) Like, 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 
company, like, yeah, like, you know, they they're in the, they might have an office together. But <laughs> in Marvel, nah, man, like, they got dudes in Indonesia and shit. Like, they have to have an editor that speaks Indonesian. <laughs> that's funny. You're right. It's I mean, I know they do have, like, a fair amount of... Like, that's how we have all that... Artists. That rabid anti-Semitism in Marvel is because, you know, they go to these shithole countries that hate Jews. Wait, what? That was, that's a little weird for <laughs> me, too. Like that, but, okay. that was one guy. It's not a whole thing. It's not a whole slew of comics. <laughs> we just don't know it yet because, you know, it's a dog whistle. Like, we don't know. Oh, they're doing all types of codes. Oh, because oh, Disney? Because yeah. the mouse? That's what it is. Because the mouse. Oh, the mouse Disney's the frozen mouse. head out there somewhere. Hey, the mouse hey, you know, obviously, J.J. Abrams is, is a busy guy. And so maybe he doesn't have the time to be on the phone with Sarah Pacelli. But what is Henry doing? Wait, like that, should be, that should be Henry's only job. It's learning how to fucking talk English. He's like, when my dad was writing the script, what he told me was, and then he can say that to Sarah. And then Sarah can be like, okay, got it. If I have some more questions, I'll give you a call, Henry. Honestly, uh, this, this book feels like Henry hates his dad. And it was like a, a cry for help <laughs> that his dad edited and didn't take note that his son is like, Fucked up. Can uh can I ban Pace from chat? I can ban what? it for you. What what he say? He said he, he just came. Why? That's not a bannable offense. Look, I come to, like two three times he during the show. On, he tagged me on it. Like I don't like you. Don't tell me a hey, mo. I just came. Like oh, you know, hey. stop being so sexy. <laughs> uh, it's because of the Mary Jane pictures I put up. I, Oh, I can I, I can I, I can kick him, but you know what, Lawrence? Sh- is that a kickable offense? No, nah, I don't kick him out. We don't here in Fantastic Forum. We don't kick people out. Okay, I was just trying to. I vote for kicking. <laughs> Heck, you don't get a vote. Look, you're lucky you're on. Dang, he's the fifth. Heck, Heck is no part of this. <laughs> yeah, Heck, what are you no part of? Everything, everything. The life. Chat- the the, the 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 BS that happens in chat. Yeah, if that too. If I'm waiting yeah, for I'm waiting for Billy to post because I need to kick him. <laughs> you know what he's gonna post about? Just give him what he wants. Right, his 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 own personal chat. What's he What's he want? He wants dupe. Wants oh, dupe, dupe news. Gotcha. Yeah, if you ever see me post anything in chat about dupe and when I was talking about dupe, it's for it's for Billy. Got it. Billy's too busy with the uh, hockey and baseball right now. Yeah. Bunch of dudes running around getting all sweaty. Hey, I like so, football. Yeah, exactly. That's even worse because they're wearing- <laughs> so Oz. How uh, how how many uh, little claw hands out of five would you give? Gimp hands. Spider Man. You can say one. gimp hands. You know, it's not that offensive. Huh? You can say gimp hands. It's not that offensive. Why? It's not a gimp hand. It's a claw. It's gimpy. It's, it's not a claw until like halfway through the book where he actually literally gets a hook. In which I'm case, it's a hook. The cl- I'm talking about the claw hand. How many hooks do you give it, motherfucker? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. If you want to talk about gimp hands, that's on you. I'm talking about claws. I, I'm going to say three because I was at my shop today and I told the dude, okay, well, don't put it on my pool list, but I'm probably going to get two or three just to see where this story goes. And that's all really... <laughs> For this show, that I'm buying more, more copies of this. If I, if not for this show, issue one would probably be it because I feel like I've read this story before. I don't need any more. How about you, Moses? I give it a three. Also, I do enjoy it. I do like it. The art's not my favorite. Um, 
the kid being a redhead kind of like I, I like that. Like when Omar said, <laughs> "Why is that? What the fuck so funny?" Because I just, I Peter, I just, Peter, just about the fact that you're like, I like the redhead. Peter's genes should for should overlap the yeah, Mary Jane. Magic of fucking comics, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, like, you could carry that recessive trait. It happens. Oh, and he'd have to have, like, eight kids for one of them to be like that. But it's okay, because it's fucking comics. It ain't real. As long <laughs> as you understand the genetics of, of it. It makes you feel like, okay, this is, this is you know, because he, he misses. He grew out without his mom and shit. You also. Know? Like, I feel for the kid. Like, also, I want to see this kid grow. I want to see this kid. I want to see this kid flourish. I want this kid to get the fucking Captain Universe powers and shit and try sentinel motherfucker. I'm know? saying redheads have no soul. Yes, entertainment. I'm I talking about you. I want him to punch the hook to outer space with the oh, shit. I'm spilling my drink. Uh, I want I want him to punch the Hulk into outer space with the Captain Universe powers. He's not gonna I mean? do nothing. No Hulk, whatever. Hey, I'm just saying that's what I want for this kid. I want him to be a, a Spider-Man, and I want to watch his fucking journey. White Mo- Miles Morales is what you're getting. So you no, okay. he ain't even White Miles Morales because he ain't going to no fancy school. He's still <laughs> just as poor as Peter was at his age. You know what? You're right. This kid is stupid too. Exactly, because his parents ain't nurture him. I, I look. I identify with a kid whose parents didn't give a fuck about him. All right. Mm-hmm. One parent's gone and the other one didn't give a shit. Too busy working. Like, that's me. That's my childhood. Not enough lens flares in this book. I don't give a fuck about no fucking lens flare. It'll be interesting, like, when his mask gets messed up and then you have, like, the little shock of red hair coming out the top of it. Like, it'll be hard to see. Oh, don't get me started on how stupid that is. I want to see better people working on this book. (laughs) I I agree with that. Sarah Pacelli. Yeah, you know fucking goddamn well you, that J.J. Abrams had nothing to do with this. I don't listen. I don't know like, who oh, liked it. I honestly was, don't like, like. I don't he, know if it's the was, kid or J.J. Supposedly like, I, I don't, it was the kid, right? You That's are, the story. Look, we already know who did this shit. Who? Nick Lowe. <laughs> Nick, Nick Lowe wrote this. Yeah, Nick Lowe, like, uh, yeah, he wrote it, and they put Henry and, and JJ's name on it. I think Nick, Nick Lowe's a better writer than this. Nah, he ain't. Okay. You read his, you read his little uh, thing in the back, Nick Soapbox. That in that was a great fantasy he made up. <laughs> but the, you know what? And I'll for for the audience listening, I will defer knowledge on Spider Man to Mo. Moe's read more, way more Spider-Man books than I have. He knows more about Nick Lowe than I do. So if Moe says Nick Lowe wrote this, you know what? I, I can't disagree. Yeah. I, don't, I don't believe Nick Lowe wrote it. Like, Nick, I feel like we've, like, I've definitely met Nick Lowe. I thought you all met him too, but maybe not. Maybe I, I was... met him when he wasn't on Spider-Man. Well, right. Like, Nick Lowe, for the longest time, was the X-Men editor. Uh, and so that gave me that good Vulcan run. Say the, the Summer's Brother Vulcan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm pretty sure he actually was around, I think, during then. Like, he was a he was the X-Men editor for, for the longest. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I you know, he got promoted, basically, to Spider-Man. And so, uh, which I think he's, like, the main Spider-Man editor, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but the but thing is, he splits his time with other shit, too. Not just Spider-Man. That's his problem, too. Like, if you're going to be a Spider-Man, do you do the Spider-Man? Well, I mean, honestly, I think I think he is just the Spider-Man editor. But, you know, Spider-Man has so he, many books. I, I believe he was on 
it was on some other shit too, like those crappy books, like Miss Marvel and She Hulk, and it was, oh, yeah? on, it was like one or two of those. No, maybe. I don't know, but but yeah, I want to see where this kid goes. And yeah. I'm, well, um, again, I just wish a better artist. Now yeah. that's a weird thing to say because Priscilla's a good artist. She is. She's alright. <laughs> well, I, I would give this book three hook hands as well out of five because uh, yeah, we'll see. Who knows? I mean, honestly, there's there's potential there. Like this, it would it would at this point it would not shock me. If this ended up being a really great Spider-Man story, and it wouldn't shock me if it ended up kind of falling flat and just being very forgettable. So we'll see. We'll have to see how it ends up turning out. Is this this is a, a miniseries, right? Yeah, five issues. Okay. Is it only five? Yeah. I thought it was ongoing. I, I have no idea. Neither does my comic book guy, which is why you should call it Jeffrey's Comics. <laughs> there it is. All right. Um, do we have a heavy metal minute? Yes. All right. Maybe it's time for that, I guess. Are we going to do news afterwards or? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Wow. I totally fucked up. Uh, <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. We can fill. We can fill. <laughs> if you need fill. The, the, the volume was down because I didn't want. It, it doesn't matter. Hold on. Three, two, one. Wow. This button's just not even. Dude, hold on. I hate this already. <laughs> Okay, and now... Technical difficulties. Man. I'm so mad that you all are still blaming me for all the technical things going wrong. It's that time of week again. Fuck. Time for a heavy metal minute. This week, uh, Ghost released a two-song EP entitled Seven Inches of Satanic Panic. Now, they released this as a bit of a surprise. There were two songs that were supposed to be um, released on their upcoming box set for uh prequel the, you know the newest album they're re-releasing it on a vinyl box set with a, a live cd and dvd of their last tour for that album but they released the the ep with the two songs that were the bonus tracks on that set and it's well, the first song is kiss the go-go now that they released late at night without anybody knowing as a surprise on youtube they did a little mini film as they tend to do every now and then and it was the music video for that. Uh, the second one, they ha- didn't release. This part came out on the day of the release, that following Friday. And it was the blissfully blasphemous Mary on the Cross. Now, that song's a banger. It's, it's a good one. I, I can't not recommend those two songs. That, those two songs are better than most other bands' albums. And that's just the EP. Now, I, uh, of course, I just give... That EP five inverted crosses out of five. It's just the, the the whole concept behind it is that it's released from the archives fifty years ago from uh, a forty five that was found in the ghost archives. So the singer isn't the current singer; it's the guy that sang in the sixties, which we see now as Papa Zero or Papa Nil. And um, but we see in the music video we see him as the young frontman for the band playing the whiskey. As a as a young nubile frontman, um, that these two songs really have that '60s feel. They they do a uh, Ghost always had a, a kind of Beatley feel or psychedelic '60s rock feel. You can see it in songs like uh, Goulet Zombie Queen. They have that old surf 
kind of Beach Boysy sound. And in, in the first album, Opus Eponymous, they have some Beatles influences. They actually covered "Here Comes the Sun" on the Japanese version of it. So yeah, it, it, they do have a sense for that '60s psychedelic pop rock, and you can feel it in this EP. You can see it on the cover. Uh, the whole the, the two songs are, are you can't ask for more. Um, in other ghost news, the appeal for the past band members, the Nameless Ghouls, they were suing the frontman Tobias Forge. You know, the court ruled in Sweden for in favor of Tobias Forge. You don't have to pay him a dime. But there's going to be an appeal. And, you know, to uh, ghost, ghost frontman Tobias Forge also said that 2020 going to be a year of, re- of recording new material so between that appeal the studio sessions that are coming up there will be no touring for ghosts in 2020 so if you want to get to see them you have that itch they're finishing up through october here in i think the last show is october 13th in new york so if you're in that area you want to see ghosts you got to do that Otherwise, they're going to have some mid-November to mid-December tours in Europe. I think France or some shit. One of those countries over there. But yeah, that's it for Ghost News this week. I'm Moses Magnum. This has been a Heavy Metal Minute. A lot of ghost stories in your Heavy Metal Minutes, I'm noticing. Uh, it, well, you know, it's the time of year. Like They're, they're doing stuff and... My heavy metal minutes actually are becoming, uh, I think I can do 30 minutes now. So I have to like whittle them down to like what I can talk about that I, you know. Yeah, they, sh- your heavy metal minutes are going like four or five minutes now. Yeah. And that's after a little editing and just keeping it to like three things. So, yeah, I don't know. I might have to spin off. Okay. Oh yeah, we do news. Do you should still call it Heavy Metal Minute when it's like thirty minutes long. Oh yeah, yeah, no, totally. Go hit that news button. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> comic book news. We should have a like, uh, comic book like Kurt. Uh, <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. All right, what's up first? Uh, there's a stupid story about Jonah Hill. And someone else being in the Batman movie. What's so stupid about well, it? Well, okay. Well, uh, setting aside the, they want to make Gordon uh, a black dude. Jonah Hill is being reported as being the Riddler, but he's too fat to be the Riddler, right? I'm not the I mean, one think that. Shape. His weight fluctuates. No, even even a skinny Jonah Hill, like he still has a fat head. Yeah, like, he Jonah he, Hill looks skinny. He doesn't look. He doesn't look right. As a Riddler. Like, if he doesn't want to be the Penguin, which is what I guess people want him to be, I would say be Professor I Pig. I don't want him to be the Penguin either. Yeah, be Professor Pig if you want to be something different, but not Riddler. He could be Hugo Strange, too. No, no. no. Hugo Strange has to be, I, I don't know, I for some reason... I, I An old man? No, but more like, asian like, more like the Gotham version. I really like the Gotham version of, of Hugo Strange. As far know. as far as looks wise, I don't like. As, I, I have no idea what that means. 
But Joe, what were you saying? Oh, I said you need to be talent. You need to have talent to do Doctor uh, Hugo Strange. <laughs> Dang, that's messed up. Jonah Hill has talent. He was no Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, Joe had the best line last week, Larry. I wish you were there to hear it. He said <laughs> he was talking about Cassandra Kane from the Birds of Prey post. He's like, she could tie her fucking shoelaces. She's not a fucking. She doesn't want to walk around like she's a fucking insult. So hilarious. It got lost in the shuffle because we we're cackling like the ladies on the view. <laughs> but I heard that shit and I was like, man, that's that's gr- the greatest line of the show. Word. Do you listen to the show before you post it? Uh, yeah. Oh. I tried. Why did I fuck up somewhere? No, I don't. Well, like, once it's posted, I don't listen to it because I've already listened to, listened to it twice at that point. Yeah. No, I, I listen I, to I, it while I'm on. Like that, as good as my memory is, when we're actually doing it, I don't remember anything of it after. Right. It's like I'm fucked out the whole time. And I've definitely heard some shit when I'm editing it that I didn't realize when we actually did it. Like. Last week, I kept saying the Joker who laughs, and nobody yeah. nobody corrected me. And that's where we needed Lawrence because I know Lawrence would have said a Joker who laughs, and then I would have corrected myself. But you guys just let me get away with it, and I sound like a I sound like a goddamn fool on the air last week. Yeah, yeah. same problem. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to make sure you don't sound like a fool. Heck, did you do any of the homework we gave you? No, okay. I tried to see Punisher. <laughs> Yeah. But it turned out I hadn't seen the first uh, season. What? So I kept. You I kept told going us you did. Wait, did you just see? Did you just ha- see Daredevil season two, and you thought you saw Punisher season one? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I hate. No, you. I saw. I saw a few episodes. See, this I is. I thought what... I went through the whole thing, but it turned out it was only like four episodes. Heck, you're just proving why we need a wall. I don't see how. It was funnier when I thought of the joke. If anything, we need less walls with Wi-Fi going through them. I look. It <laughs> sounded funny in my head. Whatever. Next story. GZ Doctor Evan Chat asked if Jonah Hill could play Alfred, like uh, the young Butler, to a young Pattinson. No. What the fuck. No. GZ Doctor Forever. If if you if that wasn't a joke when you asked that, then I've lost all respect for you. Jonah Hill. I'd say I did good. too, but I didn't have any to begin with. So I I will say like you know we we have. A, a history of amazing actors playing Alfred, where people were like, "That that dude has way too much talent to just be Alfred," but well, I don't feel like Jonah Hill would be one of those people. And, like, and I I know none of you are watching the Pennyworth TV show, but the dude yeah, playing not. Alfred in that show is amazing. And I I I don't know if if he's actually doing this by choice or if this is an actual thing, but he's. He's talking like uh, what's what's homeboy's name from from the Nolan flicks? Is it Michael Caine? Yeah, he sounds like he he talks like Michael Caine. Like that that's just the way he talks. I don't know if if that's just a, a regional thing where they grew up or whatever, but that's that's how the dude talks. And you guys have to watch this out this Pennyworth TV well, that show. Dude grew up same town. Well, they, and look, it's the same like. If I didn't know better, I I, I would assume he was he was pr- trying to be Michael Caine, like a no. young um, a young Michael Caine in the way he talks. Yeah, no, it's a regional thing because Michael Caine sounds like that. That dude sounds like that. I met a lady that sounds like that when I worked at Starbucks, and then the Geico Gecko 
talks like that too. Okay. So and look, that that that's that's the essence. But and that that's a, that's the great thing about it is you watch this show and you can picture that dude growing up and being Michael Caine in in the Nolan movies. It, it it it's a great show. I I really recommend people watch the the Pennyworth show. I don't know why I'm the only one watching this show. You guys should definitely be watching it because it has epics. Is it on epics? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I look. I'm watching. It's just like for twenty bucks to add it on, and it doesn't come with anything else. Well, yeah, I'm enjoying it. That's why nobody's seeing it. I'm enjoying it, even though like at least a quarter of it, I don't understand what the fuck people are talking about. I have to stop it (laughs) and rewind a little bit just to like in like go into Google and and find out what the slang is. But it. (laughs) It's a good show. It's trying to make Pennyworth like a badass. So it's interesting. It, the only thing that bothers bothers me is that the Thomas Wayne in that show is not a lot different from the the uh uh what's Tony Stark's dad? Richard? Howard. Howard. Howard Stark in the You just the, got dick on the brain, don't in, you? In the Peggy Carter show. <laughs> what was the Peggy Carter show? Agent Carter. Agent Carter. Agent Carter, like that same that same Howard Stark that eventually becomes Preacher, which is a whole other thing we're gonna talk about at some point. Like the, the the way that character is is the Thomas Wayne in this show. But it, it, I'm enjoying the show. We're, at some point, we're gonna have to talk about this Pennyworth show that you guys apparently aren't watching and you should be. You know, uh, a little known fact about Michael Caine: he he actually is the Gecko Gecko. Is he, is he really? The voice? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely, got not. him. <laughs> he he got had an, ex- an accident, like a tangerine. <laughs> you don't know my name, do you? That wasn't even an impression, though. It wasn't. <laughs> what? I'm disappointed. I don't look. I tried. It didn't work. It didn't come out. It it was an impression in my head. And then it just didn't happen. I'm like, oh. Watch Pennyworth. I, at this point, <laughs> I, I've had too much alcohol to, to know what channel it's on because I, I get re- press copies. Mo said Epics. Is it on Epics? They, they yes. just said it was on Epics. Isn't Epics a Disney thing? No. no. That's Star Wars. Epic I is, think Epic, it starts. Like, it, Mo has it right. Like Epics is like a premium channel that's not premium. Yeah. and It's, it's like premium by- price, but it's FX. Oh. So I'm going to gonna watch this, I'm guessing. They have good shows, but they're not shows that are draws. Like, you know, if you're on a premium network, like, you, you make a show with a draw that's going to, like, sub- get people to subscribe. You know okay. what I mean? Well, since, since none of you are <laughs> like going to watch this show, uh, I'm going to say... If, uh, if you share press coffees with us on our uh, Google Drive, I'll watch it. You know what? I've done that. Lawrence, did you watch the Booster Gold uh, Smallville episode? Uh, I have not. See, but... you're, uh, but, no, you're I, the only I, one that actually re- watches will, these I episodes. I will go do it. I will go I, do it. I'm sorry. I said I'll watch it. I didn't say I'll get Larry to watch it. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll like, watch Larry's going to even watch the Karate Kid press cop. You didn't watch Cobra Kai? I, I have not. No. None of they it. made it free now. Season one? Season two? No, they didn't make the whole thing free. They're like, they made like the episode one free. Oh, is that it? That's how they get you. Yeah, you, they, too, you bastards. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like at this, like today, I can't say for sure, but they usually give you the first episode of whichever season free to get you to pay for it. 
But if, so, if Lawrence okay. isn't, if Lawrence, look, I've put these on our our press copy list or whatever bullshit you want to call it. I, I've put these episodes, and Mo's the only one's ever watched any of them. Mo, you watched this Booster Gold Smallville episode, yeah, right? I watched it. Which yeah. we never discussed on the air, but I'm not going to hold uh, that let, against you people. Like, we can do it next week. I'll watch it. I doubt it. Yeah, we can see next week. we got a lot of shit to talk so, about. We still have Heck talking about all Punisher. Well, Heck hasn't seen anything <laughs> we told him to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting to it. I got shit to do, all right? Oh, look, Heck acting like he's got a job. Whatever. I, I, Okay. It, it's Michael's. Whatever. I've been no Michael. They, they ain't doing. Sh- they ain't doing shit but ignoring me. Yeah, real, I can see why. <laughs> real, real quick side note. Uh, because I was on vacation in Belize, um, we had access to Belizean net- Netflix, which oh, oh shit, ma- which made it so that uh, Nia and I could could start watching Star Trek Discovery, and uh, yeah. That that joint is awesome. Wait, like Star I, Trek Discovery. Yeah, Star you, Trek Discovery. You need to the, explain. The that was on CBS All Access no, in America, we, but everywhere else is in the world is free on Netflix. You just saw season one, huh? You just saw season one of Discovery. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't I hadn't watched any of it because I wasn't gonna pay for it. Oh my god! But I watched season one and I watched half of season two. You realize I put all this on our. Share, you know what? So, I'm sorry. Go I, ahead. I did not know that. Yeah, I don't I, think you told me that. He knew that. You told me that. You watched season one. Did you watch season two? Uh, watched. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. You you yeah. watched all of season two. Yes, that's. I it. love that's like, he goes to a beautiful country in Central America and watches fucking Netflix. Right. Watch this. Watch this. Sixteen hours of television. You gotta, you gotta recover. You gotta recover from the days when you're ziplining with Little John. You know? Did you really like, zipline with Little John? No, I didn't zipline. That's a euphemism for having did, sex with Nia. Did you zipline at all? Uh, not this time. We ziplined last time we were in Belize. This guy. It was I, pretty epic. I don't. Be- mountain of lies. I don't believe what you're saying. <laughs> right. You better believe it. You better believe it. Okay, so you finally watched Star Trek Discovery. Was I right or was I right? I, what I I don't remember what you said about it. I said it started slow. Like the first two or three episodes are kind of like a like the issue zero, like the free comic uh-huh. book day book you would yeah. get to introduce you to the story. It's uh-huh. world building. Once they get like it, it, it's a slow build, but once they get like halfway through the season where they actually go to Earth Two, where it really like just takes off. I I I honestly. Uh, I I agree with you that it takes off at that point, but I didn't think it was a slow build. Like honestly, I felt like I was I was hooked from episode one. I was like, dude, this this joint's amazing, which is crazy because I know so many people, you know, were talking mess about it, and so I was thinking, you know, I was prepared for it to be m- marginal, but it's in my opinion, it's one of the one of the top like Star Trek TV shows. Period. Like it was like it's a a great midway point between like uh abrams star trek movies and like next generation deep space nine level television because it feels very much like star trek but it definitely has like uh, uh, a action kind of element to it at particular points but it doesn't sacrifice any like 
character moments or or feel like it's like and it doesn't feel like an alternate version and it pays homage to a lot of great star trek moments like through, continually throughout the series like throughout both seasons like if you know star trek it's like oh wow like they're referencing this they're referencing that like you know stuff that you know it's like you have to kind of be a star trek fan to kind of pick up on so it, it was it was great like i'm like now, like you i can't saw... wait to to here to watch season three okay so you saw season two right yeah because anson i think his name is anson mao i'm not looking it up but he played uh captain pike was yeah. one of the best captains i've ever fucking seen like his oh yeah well, he was great he was amazing and it pissed me off that the the enterprise crew had way better uniforms than the discovery crew like they still had you, you like, like the classic star trek uniforms or do you well they because um okay this discovery has like a like a jumpsuit and yeah kind of like they, like kinda almost playing off of what they had in uh in uh enterprise right and they have like a like weird half collar thing that kind of has like it, it it's weird and I, I'll, I'll probably mm. post this in chat and it was the same thing with the enterprise crew but they had those those color that color scheme that classic thing going on and it, they yeah. just look way better whenever you saw somebody with with the whatever like the yellow red or whatever uh-huh. what, whatever costume color but th- those classic colors even though it was kind of in that same uniform style i guess mm-hmm. with that weird half collar thing going on i don't yeah. know why it's not going in the chat i've done it twice and it's just like ignoring me now <laughs> Give it a minute. I'm sure it'll come no, up. No, it's just reposting that picture of Hugo Strange that I did earlier. And it's, oh, that's it, wild. it's actually creeping me out. It, it, they just look good. And it yeah, pi- I mean, I, I think it, it pissed yeah, me I off think... when, when Pike put on the, the Discovery uniform. It, it pissed you off? <laughs> yeah. It, uh, why yeah. the fuck is. Okay. You know what? I'm going to stop posting this picture in chat because I've posted like. Well, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, I, I it was great watching it with Nia too because you know Nia's like a huge Star Trek fan, and it was interesting because she brought up the point how, um, you know, like you have like Kirk, and you know Kirk is is, you know, kind of the, um, you know, he's he's the kind of more traditional, um, like iconic kind of captain kind of thing going on, like like. Tra- traditional captain like not starship captain but just like captain of a ship and you know in next generation you have picard and you know picard of course is is a more intellectual kind of captain you know not not like kind of the rough and tumble ruffian type and she was making the distinction about how like you know kind of picard forward you get more captains like that and then kirk backward you get like more of the the traditional kind of captains and you know she was like making the note of how pike and um i can't remember the name of the captain the the first captain of discovery like they both kind of fit more in that mold and you know i i liked i actually liked that captain of the discovery like he he was cool like you know obviously he was rough around the edges and you know when you watch the show it you know it develops but it's like, um, yeah, like just like even like, you know how uh, um, Picard has his is engage when he like, you know, he tell people to do stuff. And this dude was just like, go, <laughs> he would just say go. And I'm like, that's so like it's like so plain and just like, you know, just like like do it, you know, and, 
And I'm like, that's just, really cool. Just so people know that the, the same actor playing Captain Pike was Black Bolt in the Inhumans TV show. Yeah. And yeah. this and this is him like I've seen him I forget what the show was where he was uh it was when they were building the railroad. The you know the, the railroad that went from east to west coast. He Hell was, on wheels? Yeah. Hell on wheels. He he was in there too. I, I loved him in that, but this is like the best thing I've ever seen him on. He is yeah, an no, he, amazing Starfleet captain. He's an amazing Pike, and I like the fact that the show showed that at some point he's gonna become Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah. Which again, that's like kind of like if if you know Star Trek, you know like that that happens in in the Star Trek. You know that happens in in the lore, like in the episodes or whatnot. But you know, I'm a little but, I'm a little excited that there was talk that he might get his own Star Trek show. I'm a little really I'm a little disappointed. That, and I, I said this in our chat group that the Asian captain, uh, the captain Philippi Giorgio, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, jo- I think it's Giorgio. First of all, when she talks, I don't understand what the fuck she's talking about. It, it was you, you can't understand what she's saying. It, she her accent, like English, is not her first language. That's not her fault. <laughs> I, I've spoken to a lot of people with. <laughs> Who English is not their first language, and her like it's the most difficult to understand. Really? It, okay. In, in fact, it, I was like, send her back. The, 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 <laughs> the, you know what? The and and the funniest part is there's a scene, and I believe it's in season two, where she tries to use some Spanish slang, where she like she's like, oh, so and so, she calls him like Poppy. Oh as, yeah, as as a nickname. Yeah. It just does not sound right. Like it, what she says it, I don't. I, I didn't understand what she said. But another kid was like, "Did you just call me Poppy?" I was like, "Wait, she just she did just try to say that." And her accent is so thick; doesn't make sense. I heard she's gonna have her own her own Star Trek show too. They're making they're making a Section Thirty One show, which is oh, something I've always I wanted to see. That. Yeah, I've always wanted to see that. I don't know if I can handle that with her lack of comprehension of the English language. Is, is I think you just need to listen better because I, I understand her fine. Her accent is way too thick. I mean, she has she definitely has an accent, but I don't know. Like, listen, use the captions, man. That's the problem. I shouldn't Star- have to. Is it Star Trek supposed to be about that diversity like that? No, not for not as a Star Trek. <laughs> Like they even have like technology that makes it so you do understand. Well, like, yeah, well, universal translator. That's the right. point. The universal translator is like I, they're supposed to be speaking perfect English, even though they're di- talking different languages. I want to point out something that happened in Discord. Mayor just corrected me because you were on wrong. the Poppy thing because I put Poppy like the singer and he put Poppy as if I didn't know. Heck doesn't. Heck's not good with the Spanish, you know. Uh, we have listeners from like Nigeria and shit like that, so I gotta explain. There, there's a point in season two where she runs into a character where she's had like threesomes with him, and so she, she when she says, "Hey, Poppy," it's like the way Hisp- the Hispanic culture says, as in, "Hey, what's up, Big Daddy?" Like we fucked before, like we fucked <laughs> with, in, in a group of people. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. 
No, look, you guys are laughing, but Lawrence, am I am I wrong? Like that's that's how she meant it, right? It's just funny to hear you say it. Like she, she literally like the the dude look the dude looks at the the Puerto Rican dude looks at her like, did you just call me Poppy? And she's like, oh yeah, me, you, and home dude over there have fucked before. Oh my god! Like that, that it, that's the exact scene. I'm not even the, that. That's not a joke. That's that's what's extra, going on in this show. The extra layer, though, is that the dudes that she's talking about are actually a gay couple, so they don't have sex with women in their universe. And, and she points out, look, in my universe, dude was pansexual, and we we did some shit. Hey, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Poppy, you and me, like, I, I know, dude, I know you're not Jewish. That That's a that's an uncircumcised joke for people of not of Jewish faith. I don't, do I have to explain this? And no one asked you to. Star, Star Trek Discovery is, is a good show. People should watch. Yeah. I, the, the, uh, that crew, based on what I saw at Discovery, could totally make a Mass Effect TV show. Although not better than the Orville, and the Orville did something that that just really pissed me off for season two. And have you guys been watching the Orville? I I haven't. You're saying Discovery is not as good as Orville? I say Discover Orville is a better Star Trek show, but season uh-huh. two really pissed me off. They did something that I just I have a lot of trouble forgiving, but. I still think it's a better, it's more Star Trek-y than, than Discovery. And I don't know if you guys are watching the Orville at all. No, I, I definitely watched uh, the first season, but I haven't, I haven't picked up. The, the latest in, in the Orville, and keep in mind, I, I enjoy the Orville a lot more than Discovery as far mm-hmm. as Star Trek lore mm-hmm. goes. Uh-huh. But the Orville did something that, that pissed me off. Where they, I guess, one of the actresses in it wanted to do something else. Um, I forget her name at this point, but she also she played Dazzler in the the Phoenix movie, and okay. I guess she thinks she's bigger than she is. So there, there was an episode where her character leaves the Orville, and for people who don't know, her character was like uh, essentially her her people are super strong because there's a lot of gravity on her planet. But they're also pacifists, so them joining the military is a big thing. So season one was all about how, not all about, but her story in season one was she joined what the Union, I guess, is is Orville's version of Star Starfleet, mm-hmm. and she always felt like she got promoted because she was a token, like she she mm. felt like she she was. She was the head of security at, at the Orville, but she felt like she didn't deserve it. Be- she thought she got it because her her people are so pacifist that not many of them join a military unit like this. And so she was she she was the token. She was the example like, hey, she's the diversity hire. Uh-huh. So she always felt like she had to prove herself. And then in season two, there's a point where she leaves the Orville. And the reason she leaves for it actually kind of makes sense. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with her replacement because her replacement is another person of her species who is like more militaristic. And it, it's it's replacing one character with another that's exactly the same, but it kind of feels like it wipes away the reasons why the character was there in the first place. You know, it's like uh, in the original Star Trek Next Generation, Tasha Yar... Tasha Yar... Yar. 
yeah, mm-hmm. she gets replaced by Worf. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense because they're two different people. Whereas in the Orville, it feels like, I mean, she's the same race. She's the same everything. So everything that made the original character special is just thrown away by the secondary character who, like, has more... Like she has more experience, she's she's better at her job than the original character. When the original character was supposed to be the first of her kind, like she thought it, she she thought okay. she got that position because she was of that. She thought she was a diversity hire. You know, she she didn't she never felt like she deserved that position, and it was it it was the 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 people in the Orville that made her feel like she earned her spot where the the her replacement kind of like shouldn't really exist is it is it possible that maybe they were trying to actually say something about tokenism and maybe like you know like in in the show like maybe she really was just a diversity no hire? because they don't because they don't go through that like the her the reasons why she leaves Makes perfect sense. Like this whole, this is a no, whole episode I, dedicated to her leaving, leaving that crew. No, but, but what I'm saying is, when they replace her with another version of her species and whatnot, it's like you know, like, like if I'm like, hey, I'm leaving. You know, I've always felt like a token, and I leave my job, and I'm the only black person, and then to hire to replace me, to hire another black person, then they might actually, I might actually have been a token. No, no, because well, that's the thing, her. Her character was like episode one. She feels like the only reason she has that position is because her species. Like she's the first of her species, mm. and the, her replacement has her exact same position. But it, it's like she's just another, just just another person. You know, like gotcha. the the whole reason why she she leaves the Lorville is. Um, she has super strength because on her planet it's a higher gravity. Right. Like there's a whole there's a whole episode dedicated to that. There's a, a higher gravity in her on her planet, and her so her being on space it it's affected her her physiology. Mm. You know she like they, they they come up with a whole program for her to like like a workout routine for her to work out her like spend time in her planet's Ooh. gravity and all that. All, all that nonsense, and, and they make it seem like it's the first time that's ever been thought of. Like we've never had your species on our ship, so we just came up with this to to so, so you so you can acclimate to your like you can spend time in your natural environment. Your muscles can regrow, or whatever you whatever that nonsense is. You you can. You, your muscles aren't used to being in space, so we're you have to spend this amount of time in your own gravity so that your muscles don't deteriorate. Type of thing. One of the most interesting parts about her character was how she interacted with the captain, because mm-hmm. the captain was trying to trying to show that she wasn't just a token; she was there for a specific reason. And it, I, I don't know; it's just her replacement seems more more generic yeah um i i guess you guys have to watch season two to really get that yeah it but it just seems like they were like imagine in in the next generation if wharf at some point at some point gets replaced by another Klingon. yeah no i get it you know it, it's not like it, you don't there, there's no difference between the new <laughs> character and the old character other than the new character apparently seems to be better at their job even though the old character was the first person to have that job 
I got I got to go watch it because obviously I'm I'm sitting here listening to you. I'm like, man, this really affects Oz. Like, <laughs> like Oz is not happy. About it, it really it really pissed me off. And until there I saw is. I saw her be Dazzler in the Phoenix, which is a horrible movie. I don't know why she chose <laughs> to quit I, the Orville I saw that for, on the plane too. For that, you're right? Man. Oh, it's you such s- a bad movie. Oh, you right? saw oh, you saw God. the Phoenix. Oh my God. Yeah, on the plane, and I was just like, "Jeez." Yeah, so Dazzler—that—that's the character I'm talking about. And I like, guess, I, I guess she she got the, the Dazzler part, and thought she was thought she was gonna be some hot shit. But <laughs> I, I haven't seen I haven't seen her in anything else. So I think she, she Dark she Phoenix is definitely worse than Apocalypse, which was a terrible movie. On top of that, too, so it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know. I'm looking in the chat. I see uh, Gigi Doctor for Ev asked Mary Young, "Does Nia like?" Captain Janeway's leadership over uh, Burnham and Discovery. Uh, I I don't know the answer to that question, Jeezy. Uh, I'd have to ask Nia because uh, I know she's she's seen um, Voyager, but I don't know I, what her thoughts are. I'll say, I'll say this: Pe- people should watch. Oh crap! I I would forget the name right when I'm about to mention it. Is it another Star Trek show? It's a it's a Voyager episode. Uh, I think it's the Year of Hell. It's okay. a, it's a two parter. It's got the the guy that plays the the dad in the '70s show. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people that's like the the best thing about Star Trek Voyager, and the worst thing about Star Trek Star Trek Voyager, because the yeah. story itself is is amazing. It, it's a great story. It's what it, it should have been a season. Uh, of Star mm-hmm. Trek Voyager, the year of hell. And then at the end, none of that matters because everything gets reset. And you, that those those two episodes might as well not even exist by, by the end of it, which is the worst part of Star Trek Voyager because it seems like every other episode where anything interesting happens, by the end of it, it doesn't matter because everything gets reset. Yeah. Uh, Doom Plague in chat says the Orville is good, but it's basically a TNG homage the the orville is the best star trek series out there today and i i would include discovery along those lines because discovery is a good side story there's some they're telling some good stories i don't get me wrong watch star trek discovery but if you want that classic star trek feel watch the orville i think i mean i i think doom plague's right like t the uh orville definitely feels like an homage to the next generation uh, I think where what what Discovery brings to the table is that it it actually has like it's telling a story that's unique to itself, um, but because but the people that write it like definitely have a a pretty good command of of Star Trek lore where it's like you know they're able to tell stories and interweave them with what people know. Season one's a little bit like oh okay. Season two they kind of start separating and it seems like season i've said this before i think discovery was supposed to take place after the dominion wars and i think their their version of the clans were supposed to be the jim hadar mm-hmm. uh so that's season one but they told them well you have to take place between this point and so that yeah yeah which is and, and which so that's when they, all that right and, and so that's when they made Burnham like spock's sister which was weird but, but you know i, I don't it doesn't feel weird to me though because it like i feel like because I know that that when we were they were announced it, I was like, "What do you? How can Spock have a sister all of a sudden?" But when you actually watch the show, it's kind of like, right? It, that it, could totally happen. It's weird if you've watched Star Trek before. They didn't think people would would respond well to well. This just takes place in a totally different 
timeline or or in the future or whatever. And mm-hmm. so I, I think that's why they, they try to make those connections with the old Star Trek that we do know. But now season three seems like they're going to cut away from everything we know because they're, what, like 900 years in the future? I mean, we'll see. Like, you know. Well, based on, did you did you watch season two? Yeah, yeah I did. Okay, I well, did, the end of season guess, two is the ship going 900 years in the future. No, I, I remember. But I guess what I'm saying is, you know, the show take some left and right turns really quick where it's like, you know, stuff that you would in, in some other, especially like when you're talking about like Star Trek, it's like some of the concepts that they, they, you know, uh, put out there would be like an entire season's worth of episodes for other Star Trek shows. And for discovery, it could be like two episodes and then they're someplace else doing right. something different. And as a huge, like, I'm personally a huge Star Trek fan. And why, that, that the news music? why am I playing the news music? You said when? Yeah. Well, Mo just told me to play it, but I don't know why. No, we're supposed to be talking about news. Should I play it? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, but look, might as well. Oh. No, well, you already played it, but we didn't do news. Wait, did I oh. play it? Yep. <laughs> I don't remember playing it. Hold on, did I play it? You, uh, you did yeah, play you it. Did. I've had whiskey today, so you're going to have to tell me if I played it or not. Just That's why I was repeating. Oh. Like chat, I've seen two chats in front of me. What? Yeah, finish what? the discovery talk and then hit the wrap up news. Wait, oh, wrap no, up or news? Done. Hold on, wait. But, <laughs> wait wrap yeah. up or news? Lawrence, you you're back on, so you tell me. Tell you what, news or wrap up? Oh, I mean, if anybody has news, just put it out yeah, there real quick. It's time to get the fuck out of here. Oh look, he's trying to get to Beverly Hills 90210 again. Are you still on that fucking? Oh my god! All right, well Mo's got to watch his novellas. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's not just that. It's also um, much more. Oh, Sun, always something Philadelphia premieres tonight too. Uh, always, isn't that like thirty years old now? Hey, it's still fucking fresh and tight. It's not. <laughs> it's not as fresh and tight as Captain Pike. Yeah, I don't give a shit about no Captain Pike. That's because you're not a real nerd. Yeah, Captain Pike could suck my fucking dick. <laughs> oh, he will. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and his universe, and, and he'll make you love it. Yeah, in his what, universe, he's, you know, what button am I pushing? There's you you, you, can, you could do the wrap up music. Wrap up, really? It's fucking nine o'clock. I didn't. I didn't even know Joe was still on the line. Yeah, I'm here. Look, you know, for the last half hour, none of us have been on the line. <laughs> That's because you don't. You don't enjoy television. I enjoy television. I, you know, I just don't want to pay for shit network and you, shit up. Wait, do you have to pay for stuff, Trey? For CBS, all access. Yeah. <laughs> and then it doesn't work. They gave me a three-month trial. I didn't watch shit on it for three months. Everything crashed. Everything crashed. This is not right. I'm saying, like, it, it's, it's it, was a, it was it was a con job. I think you're just bad at playing stuff. <laughs> okay, play, play the music. Bad at it. Show. Hold on, it's a, I'm seeing doubles. <laughs> I'm in the wrong button. Like I've been trying dun, to play the the out the outro music like three times already, but I keep hitting. I've seen double whiskey's good, man. If anybody out there like <laughs> has the opportunity to drink whiskey, like whiskey's an amazing thing. <laughs> Not the wrong Previously, combat. Fantastic. Yeah, see, that's the wrong. What the fuck? So, uh, I'll play the fan. There we go. Good job. <laughs> Good job. El Hex, why don't you give us the final thoughts, buddy? Uh, Star Trek. 
Word. You haven't watched it. Don't talk about it. <laughs> hey, put it this Star way. Nobody sure. watching. Everybody that's listening to this part of the archive is falling the fuck asleep because they don't know what the fuck to talk. Everybody about. listening to the archive fell asleep before this anyway. Right, because they're all watching BH90210 <laughs> homosexual like, it's edition. It's power of the show that nobody gives a shit about. Like, <laughs> Joe, I'm sorry you didn't have a chance to say anything. Yeah, that happens. Why don't you give us a final thought, Jay? Um... I don't think I got anything this week. That's fair, bud. Uh, Oz, final thought. Who the fuck is watching BH902? Like, that's some novella shit. Hey, I'm not wasting a half hour of your fucking time with it either. Right? <laughs> it's a half hour you should be fucking your wife. Well, look, I could have been if you shut the fuck up and play the rap music. <laughs> <laughs> Me talking would just get her all like lubed up. Hey, you worry about your fucking wife. I worry about mine. All right. <laughs> the one that wants the bigger house to get you further away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you Smoking made me spill a little beer. Final thoughts. I didn't get to my review. Hopefully the oh the you show had a review. Old. Yeah, I had a comic. What the fuck were you gonna review? I was gonna review the Black Ghost number one. Yeah, that's my bad. I forgot about that. Uh, You know, at least you know I had a bunch of new stories too. I mean, look, hey, uh, this is a little bit of a pre-production for future reference. And I said this before: if you got a lot of shit to talk about about a show that nobody gives a shit about it, do it at the beginning of the show. Don't do it at fucking nine o'clock. Is that your final thought? That's my final thought. Okay. It's 11 on my end. Oh, okay. Drop dead and it'll be my final thought. Who drops dead? <laughs> for the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all for hanging out with us. We, we do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. So, uh, you know, in the meantime, make sure you follow us on social media. Hit us up on Twitter. Join our super secret Facebook group. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, you know, let us know what you think. Let, let let us know which half hours you don't care about, which ones you do, so we can make sure to not talk about stuff or talk about the stuff you want to hear. This is Fantastic Forum, only on allgames.com. <laughs>